Welcome, Welcome to, to my, my favorite, favorite haunting. haunting, the podcast. I'm Mel. <laughs> I'm Hames. This is episode... <gasps> Mel, what episode are we on? 50. 50! Oh my god. 50. That's insane. We've done 50 episodes. Yes, we have. That's fucking nuts. Do you know how fucking nuts that is? Halfway to 100. That's like pistachio nuts. <laughs> I like pistachio nuts. Um, I like macadamia. They're fucking expensive, though. Yeah. All the nuts They're are. really good, though. Yeah, but macadamias are, like, ridiculously expensive. I know. It's um, like they think they're gold or something. My, I mean, they taste like gold. How did we get on this subject? Oh, because 50 fucking episodes is insane. Um, <laughs> And so it's also obviously the last one before we take a break. And this is probably going to be an extended break. So we're going to do you all a favor or not. Um, <laughs> we're just going to ramble and take every tangent that we possibly can. And you win because you get hours upon hours of entertainment <laughs> or torture. Um, but the beautiful thing about technology and like, smartphones if you're listening on a smartphone or a computer or whatever is you can just click stop or pause or whatever and like you know delete unfollow unsubscribe or you could even um, fast forward through the bits you don't want to hear oh my god you could do that too because <laughs> i've developed the habit of putting in the description of the episode oh ghost story startup blah 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 <laughs> like i think our last episode <laughs> Ghost stories started at like 22 minutes in. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And I cut out a ton of shit. Um, I don't know. I think I went off on a rant, but. <laughs> oh, we were no, talking we were talk about what we're doing too and stuff. Yeah, we were we were talking about stuff that were not ghost stories. Um, it's the nature of our show. It's, you know, it's our format, it, whatever. Um, some people care, some people don't, if you don't, it's fine and skip ahead or, you know, thanks for stopping by. See you later. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the beautiful thing about this technology that we have is you can just stop listening anytime you want. No one is tying you to a chair and making you listen. And if they are, I'm so sorry. And you should probably figure out how to call the police. <laughs> So how have you been? We talked a little bit before we started recording, full disclosure, but we're going to pretend that we didn't. <laughs> how have you been? Any new developments? Um, nothing much. Uh, I wish school would go back in session. <laughs> um, have they announced our schools, I think, are closed in the city for the rest of the year? Have they announced? Because I know they were talking about starting to open up stuff upstate i haven't got anything official like from the school itself saying besides the end of april um but my husband heard that i think the governor is saying mid may well the stay at home order was extended through mid may so it would have to be at least then yeah so that's all i've heard officially like the school hasn't called usually they send out an automated call saying you know we're extending this till Oh, whenever. okay. Well, if you don't hear anything, then is it like an automatic, okay, you're going today? Um, no, I think they would call and tell us, you know, they, school's back yeah, in session they still have to on call Monday and confirm. or something. <laughs> I would hope. And I really hope it's not like, 
you get a call Monday night to let you know the bus is coming tomorrow morning. <laughs> that would that be would fun. S- oh, man, you know, <laughs> maybe I still have too much child in me. I, like, relate to those kids. Like, I feel for them. Like, no. <laughs> so I'm mean, like, let them sleep. Let them relax. <laughs> I kind of get it, but, like. You've always been a morning person, too, though. Yeah. So it's I I I mean I have I one of know. each. It's, one like when he gets up, he wants to be up, and the other one just doesn't ever want to get up. It. I mean, we had this conversation um, about like you know, by like by by it's, it's biology, and yeah. it's even like it's in teenagers in general. But then it's also like person to person. Like you and I, we've always been polar opposites. Like mm-hmm. when we would have sleepovers and you would be up at like six in the morning and I'm just like – and I would like half wake up and be like, what the fuck are you doing, you weirdo? Go back to sleep. It's Saturday. <laughs> and you're just like, I'm okay. <laughs> well, I just couldn't sleep any longer. It's not like I can help it. <laughs> and I have always – I mean my entire life from like toddler to now have the – biggest no matter what time I go to bed it doesn't matter what time I go to bed I go to bed as early as I want I could take whatever medication or supplement or whatever I have the biggest struggle getting up before like definitely before eat um now obviously with everything like like with all the stress going on and like schedules thrown up into disarray and everything like that it's it's a little different like I don't have a I like I've been alternating like I'm up all night and then I sleep all day mm-hmm. like I'll be up like I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be up all day and I'll be up all night and then be up all day but then when I go to bed that night then I sleep for like 16 to 20 hours <laughs> so it's like it's really but that's because of the situation like that's not normal Mm-hmm. But like on on a, a normal basis, it's it's always been like a huge struggle for me. And I used to think like, well, if I wake up like with the sun, the sun will help me wake up. Nope, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. I have one of these lights that like it, it gradually lights up the room. Mm-hmm. So it's like an alarm clock. It's supposed to wake you like gradually. And it worked for maybe like a week. And now I just sleep right through it. Zero effect. <laughs> Wow. I'll wake up like as it's turning off. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm just like, you were zero help. And then I just go back to sleep. So same old, same old for you guys. Just schoolwork and. Yeah. Just. You made some masks for the fam. Yeah. Got some masks made. Those. Uh... My husband's work is actually supposed to be providing him some, but. They hadn't gotten to the official like you're supposed to be providing people that are interacting with the public masks before I made the masks just, for him. So oh, okay. <laughs> I had made them already and I don't know if his company has handed them out yet or not. That's okay though. I mean, better safe than sorry. Right. And now he's oh, got yeah. extras if he needs them. Exactly. So. Did you do any fun patterns? Oh, they're all fun plain? because oh, I just tell me. did with whatever I had. <laughs> the funnest tell one me, is tell probably me. the pirates. <gasps> it's red and white stripes and it has pirates and treasure chests and stuff like that on it shut your face <laughs> i should and i thought of it too i thought of like hitting you up and being like hey are you making masks <laughs> 
But I was like, she's if she's making them, she's making them for the family. And I don't want to be like, hey, can you make a few extra? Because I know it's a pain in the ass. That sounds awesome, though. And um, I, I mean, a lot of the other ones are kind of like flowered or subtle patterns because it's just fabric I had on hand from different projects and stuff. So yeah. I had quite the uh, experience trying to find a mask. So, (laughs) you know, back when this all started and they're like, you know, save the mask, save those masks for medical personnel and everything. So, Mm -hmm. um, and it was before they were like pushing for everybody to wear. And now in New York where we have to wear them if we go outside. And in fact, in my building, if I step outside my apartment, I have to have something on my face. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really been going out at all like I don't remember the last time I tasted well no I have tasted fresh air because I've been cracking the window on nice days to get airflow in here Mm -hmm. but uh it um I haven't been outside I've been having my groceries delivered um you know minimal contact the farthest I've gone is down to the mail room but you know I have to cover my face so when they started the you know cover your face and then of course by then there's nothing available yeah and also I don't want to take the medical stuff because you know, I know a lot of people are, but, you know, I would rather somebody who needs it, who is around sick people all day or yeah. has a greater risk of being exposed to it than me who's holed up in my apartment and maybe going to the liquor store once a month, you know, because mm-hmm. that honestly, that's all I need it for is to go around the corner to the liquor store, <laughs> um, which even that I could get delivered, but then I have to go to the door and still like give them my ID and everything. So I still need something on my face. And at that, for that, I'd rather like go get a couple of steps in, even though it's not far. So I was having, you know, was having a lot of trouble finding masks. Like everybody's making them, but like they're all selling out because everyone else is buying them. And so I've just been wearing like scarves, like winter scarves. (laughs) I've been alternating between my Hufflepuff and my Chicago bears. (laughs) And then, you know, like washing them in between in the sink. (laughs) (laughs) So I was starting to think like, and now um, my lease is up for renewal and it's kind of up in the air if the, if they're going to renew it or not. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. They probably want to raise the rent more than they're allowed to on the same tenant um, because they can raise it a little bit more if they, if I move out and a new tenant comes in. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking that's their reasoning. I can't think of another reason yeah. That they wouldn't renew me. I like, mean, I've never missed a payment, you know? Yeah. As far as I know, nobody's complained about me. But it's not like a company. It's a private owner, and I'm subletting, so they want to make a profit, and they don't have the same rules as some other landlords, so I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I don't know landlord science, so. <laughs> um. So now I was starting to, like, scramble, like, Shit, man, if I have to move, I definitely am going to need, like, a real mask or something. So I started the search, and <laughs> there's nothing out there. I spent over an hour on Amazon, and and I even went to Hot Topic, and I was a little disappointed because they are selling masks. Mm-hmm. They are not the correct material oh. by any means. Like, they will do nothing to... And it pisses me. And they do. They did make a note. Like, these are not intended for... These are fashion masks. They're not for medical. But, like, come on. You know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know everybody is trying to, like, find these things. And you're selling them. And they're not even the right ones. They're cute, though. 
<laughs> I mean, I guess if you covered like a real mask, you could like use that as like a covering. But yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I spent over an hour on Amazon looking for something, and the only things they had were either the medical grade stuff, which I don't want to take, um, or the shipping time was like months and like months out. Yeah. Like June, some of them were expected arrival July 28th or some nonsense like that. Like, what? <laughs> wow. Uh, no. Um, or they were the wrong material, like the Hot Topic ones. Like, they're like, yeah. you know, they're supposed to be like cotton. Um, and they'd be like, uh, like polyester mm-hmm. or like, um, you know, like just like that's not gonna, that's not what I need. That's not cor- the correct um, material. So. Yeah. Then I went to Etsy, and they were going quick, <laughs> but I found some, and they're really cute. I found some Marvel ones. I found a Harry Potter one. So one of them shipped already. Cool. One of them shipped, like, the day I ordered it or the next day, I think. That's good. So, and then the other three will come whenever, but I'm I'm excited because they're really cute, and they have little <laughs> pockets for the filters, so I can get some carbon filters and stick them in there and... Then maybe I'll actually start going outside again. <laughs> but my, it was starting to get really annoying tying a winter scarf around my head just to go take the trash out. So, yeah. <laughs> which is just the end of the the trash is just the end of the hall. Oh yeah. But, but yeah, that's exciting. One more way to accessorize. <laughs> Show my fandom. My my sister's wife changed her profile picture yesterday to her in a mask and it's I think it's a I don't know if it's actually a supernatural one or if it's just um like a like a pentagram kind of thing but mm-hmm. it looks fucking awesome and I was like oh it looks like supernatural <laughs> and I was like that's so cool where'd you get that <laughs> <laughs> hey have you heard of animal crossing animal crossing yeah like it's a game uh no <laughs> It's been around for a while. It's an in, it's on Nintendo. So I thought maybe the boys would know of it. Mm, no, I don't think so. They released a new one for the Switch that came out a few weeks back. And it's been like the all the rage on the internets. <laughs> and because everybody's home and it's like, yeah. what do you do to pass the time? And it's this apparently. And I jumped on the bandwagon the other day and finally down. Like I was hesitating because it's expensive. Um, but I did a, I bought it like as a download and (laughs) it's fucking addicting. It's like, um, I don't know what to compare it to. I, as somebody, do you remember Farmville on Facebook when Facebook had those games? Uh, yeah, kind of. Somebody compared it to that, which I guess kind of, but not really. It's like you get an island, you go and you, you live on a deserted island but it's not really deserted because you're with these three raccoons and a dog and a cat or I'm with a dog and a cat I don't know if everybody is and um and the raccoons are Tom Tommy and Timmy and (laughs) they're like your guides and so you have to go through the island and like you collect materials so like I've been getting a lot of weeds Mm -hmm. and then making leaf umbrellas so that you get your materials you go to the workbench and then you make stuff uh-huh. So, like, I collected a bunch of branches, and I made a butterfly net and a fishing rod, and then I went and started catching fish. Cool. And then I was catching butterflies, and then you take what you – you take that stuff and back to the raccoons, and you can sell them <laughs> because 
what they don't tell you when you get your deserted island, like they're all like, oh, make your character. We have to take your passport photo and pick your island. Which island design do you like? And you get there and everything. And then they get you all set up. And they're like, here's your tent. Here's your cot to sleep on and blah, blah, blah. And oh, by the way, you owe us like 50,000 bells because bells <laughs> are their currency. <laughs> You have to, like, make stuff and collect stuff and then sell it back to them to, like, get yourself out of debt. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then you can open up your island or travel to other islands. So I thought you could just, like, randomly – because I was like, yeah, I'll just randomly go to people's islands and, like, sell – because, like, you can sell stuff to people there or buy stuff from people and then people can come to your island and buy stuff. And But that's not how it works. You have to have specific codes for oh. people. And – not only that, because I was like, well, I'll just – like with the Harry Potter, the Wizards Unite, the the one that's like Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. but it's Harry Potter. Like you can invite friends, and but you give them your code, right? So when yeah. that came out, everybody was like tweeting out or on Facebook and posting their, their friend code. Like, oh, let, you know, be my friend on this mm-hmm. game. So I thought it was going to be like that. So I was like, cool, I'll get my code and post it and be like, okay, friend, because I felt like, you know – two dozen friends playing the shit so <laughs> like so that was my plan and then i go to do it and the the dodo bird because the dodo bird is in charge of um like the travel so mm-hmm. you, he's like a little travel agent in a little <laughs> building and he's got a little computer and he's like and they make the funniest sounds when they talk to it's hilarious and uh so the dodo bird's like Okay, here's your code. It's good for this specific session only. So I guess it's like only while I'm playing for that period. And then as soon as I stop playing, then I have to go and get a new code. I'm like, well, that's dumb. What if I want to give my friends unlimited access? That's stupid. Yeah, that's that's like Minecraft. The boys have been playing a lot of that. And if they want to be in the same world together, one of them has to host and the other one has to get the code from him. So they can be, like, doing stuff together in that one world. It makes sense from a safety point of view, especially if you you got kids playing. So mm-hmm. for a safety um, perspective, it makes sense. But, I mean, I'm a grown-up. Let me bypass. You know what I mean? Like, make it like a parental control. Um <laughs> But maybe there's uh, there's probably a lot of parents out there that don't understand parental controls too. So, but yeah, but so far it's been like when I've played, I've only played it a couple of times, but I've played it for like a couple of hours at a time. <laughs> like the one I was playing yesterday, <laughs> and the battery alert came up, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So I went and plugged it in, and then sat there and played for another hour while it was charging. <laughs> like, um, but it's addicting because it's like I've been going through and like, so I screwed myself because the island I picked. We're going to go off on an entire Animal Crossing tangent right now. I'm going (laughs) to. The island I picked at the time looked really cool Mm because it had these these three streams that came in from the ocean. And then they looped around and formed another island in the middle of the island. Cool. So I was like, that's awesome. I want that one. That looks so fun. So what I didn't think about at the time was there are no bridges. And I don't know if, if, if I get far enough along in the game if I'll be able to build a bridge. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm essentially stuck on one quarter of my island. Oh, you're on the tiny part? No, like it's split up into... Oh. Um, okay, I see now. I get it. Yeah. 
because the streams all connect and they all connect to the ocean. So it's essentially like four different islands, <laughs> but it's one island. But I can't get to the other part, so I don't know if it, and I like it won't let me cross the stream. And I'm like, but I know how to swim. Just let me go. <laughs> but I did get to set my tent up next to a beautiful waterfall. So, hmm. or well, across from a beautiful waterfall. So, and then there's like another little pond in the middle of my the section that I'm in. So I I, I caught a fish in there yesterday, <laughs> and then I caught another fish in one of the streams. So anyway, so I've been running around. So our my island's export is cherries. So <laughs> I can pick cherries off the trees. And then once I get to travel or, you know, open up my island or whatever, I can uh, I can sell them. And it's like my island specialty. So like each island has – and that's the other thing is like each island has different things. Yeah. And I guess eventually you'll have to go and like get those things. And it's like, well, what if I don't have like what if none of my friends have those? What if I don't have codes for other people? Hmm. I can't just go to another island. Like, come on. You know what I mean? Like make NPC yeah. islands. So so that's a little bit annoying. Like I wish that was different. But the rest of it, like it's cute and kind of dumb, but kind of fun it's i don't know how to describe it's just it's a time suck it's a total time suck (laughs) but i mean you know sometimes you need those things so i've been running around my section of the island picking weeds because a lot of them are getting out of hand (laughs) and and picking up branches and then i've been making leaf umbrellas which you make with weeds Mm -hmm. so like right now i've got like 200 something weeds in my inventory so i can make like (laughs) 10 umbrellas or something i don't know and then so you gotta go and shake the trees to get the cherries out mm-hmm. but apparently some of them have wasp nests and Ooh. i've been finding all of them <laughs> <laughs> so i go and shake the tree and then fucking wasp nests comes out but then you collect the nest and then you can go and make medicine with the nest hmm. so that you don't because if you get stung and then you shake another tree and get stung again you faint i guess oh. at least you don't die at least there, I don't think there's any death in this game, which is good. <laughs> yeah. So I've been walking around my island like a hot mess with like an eye swollen shut. And <laughs> I'm like, yep, that seems about right. That's accurate. <laughs> but it's fun. So I recommend if anyone out there is playing Animal Crossing, you know, we'll set up a DM me. Us. DM us. It's me. But... <laughs> We'll set up a play date, I guess. <laughs> um, have your cats been being weird at all? Like weirder? <laughs> Not really. I mean, there's been a critter that we've been trying to catch and they've been hearing it. A critter? We're not sure what it is. <laughs> we can hear it, but we're not sure what it is. Is it, is it in the crawl space? Um, oh, don't tell me it's in the wall. It's... I don't know. It's it's lots of places. It seems like it's we're everywhere. Noises from everywhere. Everywhere. It's not but a demon, is it? I think we caught it. We just need to go up to the upstairs and check in the crawl space up there to see if it actually was caught. But oh, yeah, they like. Well, you'll you'll know soon. Yeah, that's the husband's <laughs> job. <laughs> he's gonna. He's I need gonna one go of those. <laughs> see. I need one of those. My luck, though, because I've been on my own for so long, I would not not even think to ask my husband to do it. I would just do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I'm so used to doing everything myself anyway at this point in life. Mm -hmm. 
But other than them, like, sitting in weird places listening for it, that that's pretty much it. Oh, that's it. No, like, why is everybody home all the time now? Not really. <laughs> so, I work from home anyway, so I'm usually here, but... I usually make it a point to go out for a walk once a day, and then on New Comic Book Day, I'd walk downtown to to my shop and mm-hmm. get comic books and then walk back, and it's, you know, a good, like, um, five or six miles round trip. Mm-hmm. So I think they've picked up that I'm not going out for my walks anymore, and I'm here 24-7, and they've been acting like maniacs. <laughs> and, you know, the girl starts fights that she can't handle, and she gets in too deep. And then starts crying, but <laughs> bitch, you started it. You get yourself out. I'm not coming to save you. You know better. So she's got, she's been getting, she's got a few injuries Aww. on her. I mean, it's hard to feel bad because yeah. I watch it happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but at the same time, I'm like, can we not like force a trip to the emergency vet at this point in time, please? <laughs> Yeah, I I don't I don't want to do that, um, but yeah, he got her really good a couple weeks ago. She had like a hole in her side, like when I, like I was petting her and she flinched, and I was like, "What's wrong with you?" And her fur is so thick and fluff; it's that really like downy thick fur, mm-hmm. and it's so hard to like um, go through. Yeah, you know, like when you go through their fur, like looking for like whatever, it's so hard to see anything. And um, it took me a while to find it, and I finally found it. And it was, like, a whole, like, you know, he got her with his claw. Mm -hmm. But he, like, stabbed her. It was a puncture. And I was just like, oh, my God, can this not? So I'm, like, you know, with, like, a little bit of Neosporin, like, burying it in her fur so she doesn't lick it. And, you know, let's have this not get infected, please. (laughs) Yeah. So for the first couple weeks of this, they were just really restless and just maniacs and just being insane and running all over the place. And um, now we've gotten to um, Helena is on me all the time. (laughs) And Henry wants to be alone and he's been attacking like randomly. Like he's, yeah, I've got some scratches and some bite marks and stuff on me. Like for no reason, like he's just grumpy and Hmm. That's the only thing I can think is because I literally, like, have not gone anywhere. Like, I've not been out of the apartment for more than 10 minutes at a time in the past over a month. Um, Except for that one time that I went to the liquor store. (laughs) (laughs) And that was maybe, like, a half an hour tops. Maybe. Because there Mm -hmm. was nobody else in the store. It's right around the corner. There was no line. I just went in and got what I wanted. And I chatted with the cashier for, like, two minutes about vodka. (laughs) And then left. So we were six feet apart, you guys. Don't forget. Um, and we both had masks. So, well, I had a scarf and he had a mask. We both had our faces covered is the point. So, um, so yeah, I think that's that's the only thing that's really changed that would have them, like, behaving differently like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Helena, though, because she's always on me now, like, if I'm sitting on the couch, like, she's got to be on the couch with me. Usually she's on my lap. Sometimes she's just next to me, but, like, she's always got to be, like, with me, mm-hmm. which isn't entirely new, but it's more um, – there's, like, there's like zero distancing there <laughs> as opposed to before where maybe she'd come and sit for a little while and then go do her own thing. Like, now she's like, no, 
Um, in fact, she jumped up on the couch next to me last night and promptly vomited on me. So oh, that's um, <laughs> so gross. which is another thing. I'm like, why are you throwing up? What's wrong with you? Usually it's because she eats too much too fast because she's an idiot and um, and then comes and gets sick. So that's fun. Jumped up on the couch and I saw her like kind of like try to hold in a heave. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're going to puke. And I tried to like grab her to put her like on the floor, like on the like not on the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> and she was she like reeled back from me really quick and then like lurched forward and, and I was oh like, gosh. you fucking asshole. <laughs> I swear she did that shit on purpose. Oh. Like it had to but it was too perfectly timed. That shit was intentional. Like you dick. <laughs> um anyway, the point was she's been watching TV, which is oh. fucking hilarious. Semi related quick tangent. Not to, like, plug myself, but I'm going to plug myself. I've been – my personal Instagram, I've been – because there's so much negativity out there. I try mm-hmm. to do it on Twitter too, but it's too easy to go off on a rant on Twitter. So my personal Instagram is at reallyameliagetz, and uh, I've just been doing cat pictures, like <laughs> cute cat pictures. Like, look what the cat's doing today. Look at what this cat is doing with quarantine. Oh, it's so fun. But a couple of days ago, I put on Men in Black International, and this little bitch jumped up on the couch. Like, as soon as I hit play, she jumped up on the couch next to me and turned around, lay down, like, right next to me and stared at the TV. I mean, like, (laughs) totally enraptured with what was happening on the screen. And I'm like, the car just pulled up. Like, it literally, like, the car just pulled up. And she's, like, really watching the TV. Somebody told me that cats do this. It's called mirroring. Yes, (laughs) I am familiar with that. This is not that. (laughs) Um, But she used to do this as a baby. I would put on Animal Planet, and Mm -hmm. she would sit, like, right in front, like a little kid, like, right in front of the TV and stare up at it. You know, like I put like she'd be like the equivalent of like a six year old on Saturday morning watching their Saturday morning cartoons in their pajamas. Yeah. Just like, you know, like too close to the TV with a bowl of cereal. And obviously she didn't have a bowl of cereal, but and she'd just be sitting. And then she like I'd put on. um I don't know if you know or if you're familiar with um Animal Planet. Uh, I don't know if they still have it, but they had the show called Too Cute. Oh, yeah. And they would do puppies and kittens. So, yeah, so I put on the kitten one and she would sit there and watch them. And then she would stand up and, like, try to get into the TV to play with. Like, I'd watch her, like, try to reach out and, like, tap the kitten. And then she'd hit the glass and get confused. And then she'd jump up on the hutch and start trying to figure out how to get into the TV to play with the other kittens. And I'm just like, oh, my God, my heart. So she – I thought she had outgrown that. She hadn't done that in a – since she was like a baby mm-hmm. and um so she did this with men in black which men in black international was there's no replacing will smith and tommy lee jones but thor and valkyrie did a pretty good job so <laughs> <laughs> thor and <in> black um <laughs> anyways that's my movie review for that it was fun it was you know don't expect will smith but it was fun um anyway last night i went down a youtube hole and <laughs> YouTube must know me very well because it ended up like I whatever I was watching, I left it for a couple of minutes and then it just auto played like a kitten, like a cat video. It was like a <laughs> compilation and it was called um, Adrenaline Cats, I think. 
adrenaline cats or caffeine cats or something. It was cats doing like wild shit. And it was hilarious and so cute because they're, you know, oh my God, little fluffball, little baby kittens are so fucking cute. Um, This cat, fucking Helena, she's sitting on the couch and watching the cats play. <laughs> and like run around and do stuff and i mean like she's literally watching them like you can track her eye movement and her head movement like she's watching the cats on the screen and there was one clip that had this was hilarious this must have been like a suspense movie for her there was one cat which is funny because there's like cats depth perception is not um it's not like ours mm-hmm. so like they have they don't when they're high up they don't realize how high up they are i think or something like that. Shit, I should probably cut that out because I don't know for sure. It's I know that their depth perception is like not – it's not like ours. So she – there was this cat on a rooftop. It was on a leash, like in a harness on a leash. So – and the, the, the person had the leash, so he wasn't going anywhere. But he was on a roof, like on the ledge, and went and like climbed up onto the ledge and was like peeking over. Mm-hmm. And she got so nervous. Her <laughs> eyes, I mean, her eyes are normally big, but I mean, her eyes got big and she like was leaning forward. <laughs> like she looked like she was in so much suspense and she was ready to like, gr- like run and like save the other cat. Oh my God. It was, <laughs> I tried to take a video of it and I was like, I should, I was thinking of posting it, but my living room's a little bit of a mess. And like, I had a bottle of alcohol sitting next to the couch and I'm like, I don't want to post this. (laughs) I look like a fucking slob. (laughs) It wasn't, I mean, it's not like a disgusting mess. Like I had like coloring books all over the floor and like that kind of a mess. Like I just haven't picked my markers up like a child, (laughs) like the child that I am. So (laughs) anyway, it was, it was hilarious that like the cats are hilarious. They're mm-hmm. so not funny. But anyway, yeah. So if if you guys want a break from doom and gloom posts, you can check out my Instagram and Henry and Helena are all over it. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I posted a couple on our um, – on the pods Instagram too of like just a couple though. I'm trying not to go overboard. I don't want it to turn into, you know, the podcat <laughs> Insta or do I? I feel like they probably should have their own at this point, the podcat <laughs> podcasts instagram (laughs) so hey enough about me the the ames podcast i'm sure everyone's sick of my voice right now do you guys want to break from my voice (laughs) pause like i'm listening for the answer (laughs) you want to break from my voice i'm sure Um, do you have a ghost story to tell me i have a few oh a few. Yeah, so... Wait, did we did we do a theme this week? I think we did. Whose idea was that? Was it mine? I think it yes, was. Yes, it was yours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you, you said you got sent something, too, so I didn't know if it was, like, coincidence, like, they came together. No. Oh, mine? Yeah. No. Well, I mine I had... I hadn't planned on doing mine as a town. I had a lot of little things around this town already mm-hmm. for reasons I'll explain later. Um, but then when you said you you were going to do a town, I was like, oh, I have just the thing for that. <laughs> yes. Well, I I found the one place first and it basically had one story and that was it. It's a pretty good story, but 
I was like, it's not enough to do a whole thing on. For an episode, yeah. But as I was looking for uh, different stuff for this one place, I kept on seeing other places in this town come up. And I was like, there we go. We can do that. So I did the entire town of Skagway, Alaska. Skagway. Yes. I be gone, you wee dirty skag. Ska- <laughs> no, am I thinking? I'm thinking of a scallywag, I think. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like a pirate name regardless. Skagway started as a small village where the Tlingit people um, had lived basically for forever, like way before written history and everything. Like they migrated across the land bridge from Russia kind of yeah, people. That- that's a long time. <laughs> uh, then in 1896, gold was discovered in the Klondike area. <laughs> I just thought, before written time, fast forward to 1896. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they just like lived there forever until 1896. Well, I mean, that's when the white people probably showed up, right? Yep, for the Klondike gold rush in, the, yeah. in Canada's Yukon Territory. The town expanded quickly to 30,000 prospectors heading inland from the port at a rate of about 1,000 people a week. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And in 1898, so just uh, two years later, it was the largest town in Alaska. So now Skagway has approximately 1,000 residents year-round, and almost a million tourists visit annually on cruise ships and by plane. Because those are the only two ways to get here, except for a highway that comes from Canada. Oh, yeah. To drive to Alaska, you have to go through Canada. Oh, but think, to that town directly, you yeah. have to come from Canada? Yeah. So, so you like, can't even drive through Alaska. You have to, like, you'd have to leave Alaska, go up through Canada, and then come back. Yep. Because of the mountains, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's mountains and glacier ranges in the way or whatever. <laughs> Um, And the town has consistently maintained many of its Gold Rush-era buildings, which we're going to be talking about uh, several of them. Because they're all haunted (laughs) by the prospector. That didn't sound at all like like Jesse. Did you you know what I was going for? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, uh, whenever I wrote prospector that's you what thought came it. to my head <laughs> yeah. so the first building in skagway we have is the skagway city hall there's not too much story here so i kind of did the history in relation to how much story there was so i didn't if there's not a lot of story i didn't do a whole lot of history so Fair. it was built in 1899 and it was the first territorial court in alaska and now serves as the city hall and tourism department. So this should be probably your first stop if you go visit Skagway. <laughs> Makes sense. Logic tracks. The second floor, um, which is currently a museum, is where the um, activity is. And it's they have strange noises up there for decades and... No, no one can pinpoint the cause of the sounds, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> but you know, you can go check out their museum and get your tourism information and see if you hear some strange noises. And I mean, I'm sure you could even, while you're there, ask um, 
whoever's working there, like the tourism, whoever, like, hey, have you had any experiences here? Yeah. What do you think of this? What I have found in um in places that have those stories, especially like the small towns that tend to like embrace them, mm-hmm. is that they're very welcoming if you ask them. Like they're not going to look at you like you fucking weirdo. You know what I mean? Like most places will. Yeah. Like what the f- – you lunatic? No, get out of here. Ghosts aren't real. But – and I mean whether that's because they're playing it up for tourism dollars or if it's real, I mean probably a little of both honestly. But <laughs> anyways, the point was just don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. And so next we have at the White House bed and breakfast. At the White House? Yeah, that's that's its whole title, at the White House bed and breakfast (laughs) oh that's the actual name of it okay okay yeah (laughs) like i kept on seeing it and i'm like really that's what it's called and like its official web website is that's what it is (laughs) let's go to at the white house i mean i guess you can't say let's go to the white house because there might be some confusion maybe like that's a long trip from alaska are you sure you want to go there for dinner (laughs) Okay, so the history is, um, it was built in 1902 by saloon owner R.L. Stein? No. Guthrie. Guthrie. R.L. Guthrie. Okay. Yes. In uh, the 1920s, it was a boarding house. During World War II, it was used as an officer's headquarters and hospital. In 1977, maybe, or in the 1980s. It was nearly destroyed by fire. So one wait, wait, wait. one source says it was 1977. Everything else says it was in the 1980s. But you have one specific year versus sometime in another decade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, um, the 1977 date I got from Book Haunted Alaska. And then everything else said 1980s. And then um, I didn't find a specific date, but it was restored to its 1902 style by John Tronrud, and he is the current owner. So we can move on to the hauntings of this place. So I was going to say, so now you've got your place to stay. You got your first stop, City Hall, um, the tourism place, yep. City Hall. And then, uh, and now you've got your, so you stopped there and got your, your itinerary sorted and now you're going to go check into your bnb mm-hmm. and we're going to meet who there well first a worker i didn't specify if it was someone working on the renovations or if it was like a maid or something but they glimpsed several ghosts and experienced doors opening by themselves a ghostly fuzzy white shape is seen to materialize briefly and then fade away Once late at night, John himself heard the front door open and someone walk upstairs. He got out of bed and looked around and no one was there. No. I'm sorry, sir. Did you have a reservation? (laughs) We're booked up. Over different periods of time, it was a private residence and also at one point it was a daycare center. That's important. (laughs) Oh, no. Are there... There's kids. Are there no. kids? Are there? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but when it was Those private, creep me out. <laughs> when it was a private residence, a commercial fisherman was staying there with his family, 
and he and his wife awoke one night to see the apparition of a woman standing at the foot of their bed. Nope. They also experienced their toddler daughter chatting away with someone they could not see in the kitchen. Nope. They occasionally That's saw... just as creepy as a child ghost. <laughs> Real kids are just as creepy. <laughs> <laughs> they occasionally saw this apparition in the kitchen, and she matched the description of a woman who used to run the daycare center. Oh. And that's why it's important that we well, said there used to be a daycare center. <laughs> Silver linings, they the parents never would have had to pay for a babysitter because they have <laughs> one there, an experienced one. Yes, but is she always there? I mean, yes. Do you always see her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture like a ghost chasing after like a toddler. Like, no, 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 don't do that. And the toddler's just like, whatever, you're a ghost. And it just does whatever. <laughs> Smears poop on the walls, whatever children do. I don't know. Ew. They do that, right? <laughs> Some of them. Uh, mine never did. <laughs> I'm thankful for. Like, it's okay that you took away my crayons. I can still draw on the walls. Ew. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my own marker. I make my own ink. <laughs> Oh, it doubles as modeling clay. Okay, that's a little far. Was that too far? Was that the line? There's no, a reason the this podcast would... is marked explicit. The line would be, you know, eating it, but yeah. I was just going to say eating it. <laughs> that's that's something else. That's that's something else going on if you're eating it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. One, one last thing for at the White House bed and breakfast. Um, many guests have also reported the woman standing at the end of their bed or children talking to someone that's not there. So it's not just the oh. one account of that. Several people have reported her. So I think Still she is on. the main person you'll meet at the White House bed and breakfast. We don't have a name for her, do we? No, they didn't give a name. Hmm, that's too bad. So, you know what that means, you guys, when you go, notice how I say when you go, I'm so optimistic, you have to do an EVP session and get her name. Hmm. Yes. Bring an ovulus, <laughs> which I've been searching for and can't find anywhere. I think I found one on Amazon, but it was like, it was one of those like private sellers that like, it was um like somebody has one that they're trying to get rid of and they mm-hmm. wanted like three grand and I was like no <laughs> no I could get a FLIR no. camera like the top end FLIR camera for three grand I would rather have that than an Ovulus for three grand okay so our next stop in Skagway is the Eagles Hall Fraternal Order of the Eagles number 25 so the Eagles fraternity first met in Skagway in 1899 They moved to Eagles Hall in 1916. The hall was formed by bringing together two old hotels that were built in the 1890s. During the summers, the hall hosts a popular show called Days of 98 Show. Uh, This is Alaska's longest-running theater production and dates back to 1927. It's a variety show with, I guess, lots of different people doing their whatever talents they have. 
and um, it originally started as a fundraiser for the hockey club. So for the hauntings at this place, the second floor is the center of the activity. It's always the second floor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They have cold spots. Um, They're not just stationary. They move around. So it's not caused by like a vent or something. There's also feelings of being watched. My favorite. People have seen apparitions throughout the second floor. They say that they're friendly entities, but Eagle Club officers have even been run out of the building by strange activity. So maybe tricksters? Maybe people were just uh, easily frightened? I don't know, but... I mean, that wouldn't be a first. Mm. For either one. So that's all for the Eagles Hall. So now you have somewhere to go watch a show. And now you can have somewhere to have a bite to eat. At the Red Onion Saloon. Once known as the House of Negotiable Affection. You sound like um, like one of those travel show hosts. Oh. <laughs> and now you can get a bite to eat at... <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> Do you guys like how we're planning your whole trip to Alaska? so some of the history of this place um it was established in 1898 as a brothel for miners during the klondike gold rush a brothel for miners oh miners (laughs) (laughs) like like people who mine jesus christ (laughs) did you hear my outrage yes i did I know it was a different time, but I mean, well, but they had miners mining, like children sometimes. So, I mean, it could be that too. Should, should, I, have wow. said, should I have said a brothel for prospectors? Oh my God. I don't know that that's better. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's better. Um, <laughs> you guys were recording this very early in the morning. Well, it's not that early anymore, but we started very early. For me, so. God, I was so upset for like two seconds. <laughs> a brothel for minors? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fucking English language, man. <laughs> and that didn't even enter my mind because I was all like, gold rush, gold rush, gold rush. Because, and you're looking at your page that I'm sure has the my, like the correct minor, yeah. but they both sound the same. So you say it out loud, and I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) What the hell was going on in Alaska in the 1890s? (laughs) Um, So this particular brothel has a unique selling point. It's haunted. Uh, Not back then. It was was newly built then. Oh, okay. Um, Every day, ten dolls would be placed on the bar downstairs, each one representing one of the ladies working upstairs. A customer Cute. would choose one of the dolls. Oh. The doll was then laid on its back to indicate it, that, it was that it was occupied. Oh, so they didn't... I was waiting for you to say, like, the doll somehow incorporated into their <laughs> oh, no. brothel activities. Like, oh, we have a third party. No, I don't they were, know. They were I imagine life little back then was boring. So, <laughs> I mean, people are into some weird shit, man. <laughs> I'm not judging, you know, if that's how you get down, but, um, I mean, it's still weird. (laughs) 
And so when the customer came back, the doll would then be put back in a sitting position to let others know she was available again. Cute. <laughs> During World War II, the building was used as a U.S. Army barracks to board soldiers. It later served as a union hall, a laundry, a bakery, a television station, and a gift shop. A television station? I feel like of all those things, that's the most... <laughs> <laughs> Like, the one that stands out. <laughs> uh, now it operates as a bar and restaurant and offers tours of the upstairs rooms, which are preserved as a makeshift brothel museum. There are a multitude of inappropriate thoughts running through my head, and I'm going to abstain. <laughs> so, on to the hauntings of this place. Um, of course, there's cold spots, footsteps, and uh, the smell of a strong perfume. In the upstairs. Two ghostly females are seen up in the rooms upstairs. One um, seems to be taking care of plants. Either, I couldn't get the story quite straight. Some say that she takes care of real plants that are up there. Like, they get watered by this ghost. <laughs> or, like, people see her watering in like non-existent plants it's one or the other like she is repeating the the motion yeah. of taking care of a plant yeah so either way she likes plants and she's you know taking care of them if they're there or not <laughs> and then the other female presence um doesn't care for men apparently she's quite hostile towards them a musician who once lived on the second floor while playing downstairs in the saloon awoke one night and saw a shimmering light in his room, and he had a very strange sensation. It doesn't specify what the sensation was. It was just strange to him. On two occasions, a local town leader felt a strong, hostile presence in the upstairs halls. I'm assuming it was a man. It doesn't say, but that would make the most sense. While this place was a gift shop, the employee said the upstairs felt kind of creepy. You just knew something was up there. And when they would be downstairs working, sometimes it would sound like someone was walking around above them, even dancing, and woman's laughter was heard. Was and that a clogging problem? <laughs> I, I'm so glad that you got that reference. Because um, that would have been a giant flop. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that recently. Um, I was just getting ready to ask you if they ever heard stuff, like if they heard noises up there while they were downstairs. So thank you for preemptively anticipating my question <laughs> days ago when you wrote this. <laughs> and, um, they would also hear the plinking of an old time piano keys. No. Is there a piano there? No. Not when it was a gift shop. Oh. I mean, there might no. be one now, but not when it was a gift shop. Th at that time, there was not. I don't know what's creepier, hearing that when there's no piano or hearing that when there is a piano and nobody's around. <laughs> it could know. go either way. Uh, one time the police were called because the disturbance upstairs was so loud. The police showed up and they approached the stairs. They claimed they saw what was a shadowy figure running down the hall into the <gasps> room that had belonged to the former madam. They found no one in the room. Oh, I love those stories because, well, I've talked about that because cops have, you know, credibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that like, you know, 
Not that other people don't, but they have a little bit more because of the nature of their job and their training. So I love those stories. I love cop stories of ghosts. (laughs) Okay, and there's one personal account from this place. Uh, When taking tour photos, I never use a flash so as not to disturb others on the tour. While standing in the first room, up the short stairway of the Red Onion, as I used the focus to prepare the shot of the room with the windows to my left, each time I tried to focus everything in the frame, except the lit window, quickly started fading dark. After five times, I snapped the picture as it started to change. No anomaly showed up in the photo, but I couldn't get it to stop the turning black. I walked over and shot the room from the opposite side with the windows on my right, and the photo came out with the perfect light and color never fading to black. By that time, the tour had crossed the hall to the room where one of the women is seen, and I took a picture of my husband standing near a piece of furniture. The picture is hazy, and you can almost make out a face in front of the cabinet. The photo I took afterward was of him again in the same place, with the window also to his side. But the color and light are normal. The window light was not causing the haziness in the previous photo. So uh, now we have the Mulvey Hill house, um, some of the history on it. This uh, Victorian home was built in 1904 for W.H. Case. And uh, then 10 years later, it was the home for William Mul- Mulvey Hill and his family. And they lived there from 1914 to 1949. Mull, as this guy was called, was the chief dispatcher for the White Pass and Yukon Railroad and kept a telegraph key in his house. Various families owned this house until it was bought by the city and restored in 1980. This home was used as a meeting place and headquarters of the Skagway Chamber of Commerce until a new building was built for the Chamber of Commerce. And now the Mulvey Hill House is, again, a private residence. So So, no access? uh, No. Like, and if you go to a Google picture, like Google search of this address where this place is, it's like under construction, mm-hmm. but that picture is like three years old. <laughs> like the street view of it. Yeah. But I so, was waiting for you to say like, and the current occupants hear the telegraph machine going off. <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh, yes, I know it. <laughs> so um, on to the hauntings for this one. So they believe that William is the entity that haunts the house. Um, doors throughout the house open and close by themselves. Some unseen entity likes to walk up and down the stairs with heavy footsteps, and the sound of a telegraph key can be heard clicking away. It's fantastic. And my final stop. Our last stop on our tour. Yes, it is the Golden North Hotel. Now, if it was still an active hotel, it would have been up higher, but it is no longer functioning as a hotel. Oh, that's disappointing. Yes. Originally, the building housed the Klondike Trading Company. It was originally a two-story building. George Deedman and a business partner purchased the building following the gold rush. 
It was moved to its present location in 1908, and at this time, the third story and dome were added to the building, and it began operating as a hotel. In 1997, it went through a renovation. There is a restaurant and bar on the first floor, but the hotel closed in 2002. And I think there's some another kind of business working up in the top floor, so I'm not sure that there's public ac- access to it. Mm, that's disappointing. So on to the haunting. So the first room is room 23, and that's on the third floor, and that's home to Mary. Mary, Mary is said, Mary, quite contrary. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, some people call her Scary Mary, but... Even better. I like that one. <laughs> she probably hates that. Uh, Mary is said to be the fiancé of a prospector who died of pneumonia while waiting for her fiancé to return from the gold mines. I fully expected you to say the wife of a prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) Reports include seeing her walking the rooms and hallways, and of course there's cold spots all over. Guests sleeping in the room have not only seen Mary's apparition, but they have also experienced choking and breathlessness sensations. As though, like, they have pneumonia and they're, like, you know, having difficulties. I was about to say some people are into that, but pneumonia is not. I've never had pneumonia. I really hope it stays that way. It sounds awful. Yeah. Oh, I remember when the little one had it when he was like two. Oh no! Oh no! And it I was don't like it was walking pneumonia, and yeah, he had antibiotics oh. and stuff, and he got over it. But one of my friends used to get pneumonia all the time. We were roommates in college, and I remember her being sick with it like a couple of times. Wow. Yeah. So Mary has fully appeared to various hotel employees, mainly the chambermaids and maintenance men. The owner and one of the maids saw Mary standing by the window looking out when they were in room 23. A hotel guest singer from Juno had his girlfriend take his picture while standing in the then empty hallway of the third floor. When the picture was developed, standing right next to him was a detailed apparition of a young woman. And they think that it was Mary. And the second location that activity is found is in room 14. And it usually manifests as an unexplained orb of light or a, like, shadowy kind of light. So there's there's been different descriptions of it. An orb, like, misty kind of light or... Things like that, but it's always some kind of light. It's usually described as a grayish light, and it moves around the room at night. While staying in the room, some hotel guests have felt really sick, to the point of almost passing out. Then a grayish light appears to them, and gradually fades away, and the guests suddenly don't feel sick anymore. So, is the light making them sick, or is the light coming and, like, curing them? I don't know. I was thinking like, like they were getting their energy zapped by the uh, pers- the thing manifesting. And then when it goes away, they feel better. And then it goes away. Because it could be two things there. And one of them is making them sick. And then the gray light comes and like scares the other one away. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. Yours is probably the right one. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Well, one time, four ghost hunters spent the night in room 14, 
The next morning, they found a ring around the tub that wasn't there the night before, as if Ew. someone had took had taken a bath in the night. A filthy and- miner, <laughs> probably. A filthy and, uh, miner from the brothel. Yeah, none. <laughs> none of the none of the ghost hunters themselves had used the tub at all. So yeah, that's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Well, because that's like, not only was another entity here, it's fucking filthy. <laughs> but f- f- to leave a ring like that, I feel like that had to have been a, like um, a prospector. <laughs> <laughs> a prospector. Right? Because you come out of the mines and how fucking dirty are you? Like, Yeah. And we have one personal account from this place. It's from Shelly. Shelly! When I was 16 or 17... Welcome, Shelly. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. When I was 16 or 17, my parents and I stayed here in room 23. In the room, if I recall correctly, there were two beds and a vanity table with chair and mirror in the room. I happened to wake up in the middle of the night and roll over. When I did, I opened my eyes and I saw a mist in the shape of a woman sitting at the vanity. It didn't make me feel scared or uneasy. I just found it strange and turned over and went back to sleep. The next morning, I told my parents about it. And my dad said he felt something tugging at his feet as well. Oh, just taking it in stride. Well, that was kind of like when we were in New Orleans and I saw the thing at the foot of the bed and I was like, okay, whatever. And I just rolled over and went to sleep. Yup, and didn't wake me up. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't By the way, sure. I saw a guy standing in here last night. What? <laughs> I wasn't even sure I was fully awake. <laughs> yeah. So that is all for Skagway, Alaska. So have a fun trip to Alaska when you're allowed to go there again. Yeah, Alaska has been on my list like my entire life. And I want to go. Juno does on the summer solstice, they get 24 hours of sunlight and they oh. have a 24 hour long festival. Wow. So it's like it goes all day because it's sunlight all day. I want to go so bad one year. Obviously, this year is not going to (laughs) happen. Not that I have plans to this year, but I'll get there one day. Moving on. Um, Oh, it's my turn. Oh, yes, it is. I have have a haunted town as well. Um, I'm not going to lie. I skimmed the history like a motherfucker it i'm not gonna do the whole history of an entire town i did the basic of like it was founded blah 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 and some of the locations i did a little bit of history um but i only have four locations so i was gonna say a lot of the locations don't really have much but um there's only four locations one of them has a ton of shit and then the other ones are just kind of like personal experiences Mm -hmm. um Oh, I should probably tell you what I did. So I did St. Helens, Oregon. St. Helens, it's um, it's outside Portland. It's like a 45-minute or so drive, something like that-ish. Um, it's a teeny little town. It was um, – well, first I got most of my information on the history from the Columbia County Historian, the Chronicle Online, and, of course, Wikipedia. Like one thing from Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, like a year or something, I think. Anyway, 
St. Helens. So it was originally settled in the mid-1840s. It was originally called Plymouth, and it was settled by, or widely recognized as being settled by, Captain Henry Knighton. Um, he later changed the name, to, he actually changed the name a few times, but it eventually ended up as St. Helens, named for the mountain reed volcano oh. that sits across the Columbia River in Washington State. <laughs> that, um, I don't know if you remember this, mm. um, <laughs> it actually erupted in 1980. Yeah. Um, I don't remember it personally because I wasn't alive yet. Oh, yes. Of course. You, you weren't either. <laughs> I remember learning about it, though. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, in 1980, that, that volcano erupted. <laughs> Remember when that happened? Um, yeah, we have an active volcano in, uh, in what is a little terrifying. Um, and just like to, because doomsday, um, is that one of the ones I think we're waiting for like a big eruption from it? It's like overdue or that's Yosemite. The, um, the, one, or, one or the, the other, I know like. Or both. <laughs> Maybe both. I don't know. <laughs> I know, yeah, that they're, they're, I think they're both overdue for whatever things like that they giant, do. Like a giant, like, whatever things that they do. Like a giant eruption. Like, I can see, like, because the, um, like, through Yosemite and then up there, like, I don't know, did they make, like, a, I can see it all going off at once and the whole West Coast just kind of, like. Disappears. Falling into the ocean, yeah. <laughs> I really hope not because. Yeah. I love the Pacific Northwest especially is like my – and then I guess in Canada, it's the Pacific Southwest. Hmm, I guess so. Right? I don't know if they still call it the Northwest because <laughs> the Northwest in Canada would be like the Yukon. Yeah. Right? I don't know how that goes. Any Canadian listeners? Karen. <laughs> I think she's our only one. She's our only one left. I think we had a couple and they've all like – sent their hate mail and went on their own ways. But, oh. um, <laughs> eh, whatever. Uh, we're an acquired taste. It's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that whole area, that's like my, my spirit home. Like it's so beautiful out there. Um, it's got the only rainforest in North America up there and it's just, oh my God, it's like another world. It's gorgeous. Um, anyway. Uh, back to St. Helens, though. In their early days, and by early days, I mean like when they were first founded, um, they had a contract with the Pacific Mail Steamship Company to bring like mail in, and trade from California. Mm-hmm. So St. Helens is like the the northwestern corner kind of of Oregon. So... Um, they'd come, the steamship was supposed to come from California and, uh, dock in Astoria, Astoria, Oregon, Mm -hmm. which, um, Hey, you guys (laughs) was filmed there. Um, that's the Goonies. Uh, so, so they were supposed to come, they dock in Astoria and drop off like mail and trade goods and all that stuff in theory, but the company, they didn't want to do that it was too far for them and there were like there were obstacles like physical obstacles and it was too much of a hassle for them I guess Mm -hmm. so they would either just throw all the the stuff like the mail and everything onto other ships 
other like vessels that were heading up there anyway, or they would just leave everything sitting in San Francisco. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I can't even imagine like you're waiting on like a letter from like your loved one who's abroad. Although I don't abroad, I don't know. In California, is that abroad? Back then, it was. <laughs> and then the, it it just gets. You never hear from them again because the mail just sits in San Francisco. It's bullshit. So Congress got a shit ton of complaints about this. And then eventually, read 1851, the Pacific Mail Steamship Company caved in and started bringing the mail as far as Portland. (laughs) But in Portland or around Portland, there were way too many natural barriers like – not like sandbars and and rocks and and junk. Mm -hmm. And so it was like – dangerous and really tedious to navigate all that so in 1852 they built a wharf in st helens on the columbia river um which was easier for them to like get into and navigate to um however two different fires destroyed all the docks there so this place was just starting to be built up And there's no proof of this, but it was widely believed and suspected because it was right as all this stuff was coming up. Um, And that wharf at St. Helens was, because it was easier to get to, was taking all the business away from Portland. Mm. So it's suspected that Portland's quote-unquote business elite were uh, responsible for those fires that destroyed everything. Um, in an effort to drive all that business back to Portland, which it did. Mm. Successful. Yet yep. Dirty. Yeah, very. In addition to the port, the area also offered coal, iron, timber, and beautiful views. It was incorporated in 1889 and has been the county seat since 1857. Which is kind of funny because it's such a teeny little town. Yeah. To think of it as the seat of the county. Yeah. (laughs) So that's about like all the notable stuff. I mean, like the, as far as the town's like roots, Mm -hmm. um, obviously there's a lot more history there. If you want to know, you are free to Google (laughs) because I'm really not going to give an entire history lesson, but it's a really cute little fucking town. Um, it's kind of famous for Disney's Halloween Town. Hmm. Have you heard of that? No. Or seen that? I had not heard of it until this last Halloween. <laughs> Apparently, they have a pretty big cult following, and it brings in about 10,000 visitors every Halloween. Hmm. Um, wow. I started to watch it on Disney Plus the other day and then I got distracted and I'm like 10 minutes in <laughs> it's a but it's like a Disney movie but it's not like one of those big Disney movies like it probably aired on the Disney channel mm-hmm. oh Halloween mm-hmm. Town duh yeah. oh my gosh what did you think I said no like it just clicked it just clicked when you said it was probably aired on Disney Channel that's when it got like oh yeah that movie <laughs> 1998 I never watched it but I I saw commercials for it before. Well, because I thought that was funny because, well, I didn't have the Disney Channel growing up anyway, but like we would have been the demographic for that movie. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because we were 14-ish, 13-14-ish. Well, (laughs) 98, Halloween 98, we were 14. So, um, and I mean, like, I've always been a huge, like, Halloween fan. Like, that's my holiday. So I just thought it was funny that, like, I never heard of that movie until Debbie Reynolds is in it. (laughs) I never heard of it until, like, this last fall. And it, that's only because I know somebody who lives in that town. Mm-hmm. And so she was posting about it. Um, and then, yeah. So, and also Twilight was shot there. The first one. Mm. The first Twilight was shot there. Um, the main drag, like Main Street, where all the little shops and stuff are, which is really fucking cute. Mm-hmm. That if you if you have seen Twilight... That is, like, all the Port Angeles scenes were in that area. Hmm. And um, Bella's house is in that town. Uh, The school was uh, somewhere else. They didn't use that school. And then it's, like, it's it's one of those towns where it's, like, you know, Mount St. Helens is, like, right across the river. So you're in the town. And then, you know, depending on where you are, you look in the right direction. There's a fucking mountain Mm-hmm. just like right there which i think is awesome like that's yeah. what i love about the pacific northwest is like even if you're in a city if you look the right direction you see fucking mountains it's yeah. awesome um molten multnomah falls is over kind of in that area ish which is this like giant waterfall mm-hmm. um which is so fucking beautiful i was there they had had i was right after some dumb kids set off fireworks or something and started like a huge wildfire so like most of the trail was closed yeah you could only go they were having like landslides and stuff Mm. so you could only go so far like most of the trail was closed but like you could go up there's like this kind of like overpass footbridge that crosses right in front of the falls and you could go like up to there and that was it and then i think right after that they had a couple more bad landslides and it like the whole thing was closed i don't know what the status is today Obviously, at this point, if you're going to go social distancing and if there's too many people, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just be smart about it. Um, But anyways, the PNW could be its own podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let me not get too far off with that. So we want to talk about ghosts. So um, the first reported haunting was in 1906. Wow. Yeah. So I obviously I formatted mine a little bit different than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe not. So the history of this one. So it was around Christmas in 1901. Um, Polish immigrant Joseph, bear with me, Sholkowski. Oh, my God. I think I said it right. <laughs> I mean, as somebody who is also Polish, I should, right? But Polish names are hard. Uh, so he was boarding... Um, with a family in St. Helens. He was um, staying with the Sheev family. I hope I said that one right. Shaev? Shaev? Sheev? A couple days after Christmas, Shulkowski's body was found by the side of the road. August Sheev, one of the sons, was charged with his murder. Ooh. Um, this is a huge controversy still to this day, kind of. I, maybe huge. Huge might be <laughs> overstating. But... Um, at the time, it was definitely a big controversy, and it's still technically on. I guess they consider it unsolved, even though he was he was convicted. He's August Sheev has um, still the only man to ever be hanged in Columbia County. 
Mm. It's controversial because the cops came in and arrested him and charged him with murder because they found on a nearby tree, there was like a tuft of white hair and August had a white horse. Okay. (laughs) That was like the damning like piece of evidence. Um, During the trial, his father came forward and admitted to the murder and like he was like no I like leave my it wasn't my son don't let him take the blame for what I did I did this Mm -hmm. um from everything that I've seen I couldn't see any kind of motive maybe he was just a really bad house guest I don't know I feel like it had to have been some kind of like over a girl or something right like maybe um I don't know. That's how these things usually go. I don't – I have no idea. I didn't see anything that speculated to, toward that, toward any kind of motive. But um, the jury kind of just believed that the father was saying that to protect his son, to keep his son from being hanged. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't believe him. And they convicted August. He was hanged. But even years later, like after August was put to death, his father was still like years later on his deathbed insisting like I killed him. Hmm. So, you know, like and at that point, it's like it, it's done. Why would you still unless yeah. it was true? Why would you still be insisting that? So I found a newspaper article from 1904 <laughs> that I was super hard to read. And I had to like I had the the pages app open next to safari to transcribe the whole thing because it was so like difficult to read mm-hmm. so i sat there and i'm like da, 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 da. this is so this is kind of the weird part so we don't actually know if it's she august sheave or shulkowski or somebody else that's haunting or haunted the house um if the house is still there it's definitely a private residence I didn't see an address on it. I couldn't find anything really about the house beyond um, this information. So, but I thought it was really interesting. Like the first reported haunting happened in 1906. Well, and actually it would have been, I'm sorry. The first reported haunting was 1904. Where the fuck did I get 1906 from? Because the article is dated 1904. That's weird. Anyway. All right. So first reported haunting 1904. So St. Helens Mist was the newspaper back then. And in an article published January 1st, 1904, they speculate – so this is when the, the stories of um, unexplained sounds started um, coming out. So before the Sheev family moved in to this house, this guy, A. Kanowski, lived there. And he was – so details about this are sketchy because there's some missing pieces. But this article is from 1904. So, I mean, you know. Uh, I also tried Googling these names and couldn't really find any more information on them. Mm. I mean, this was well over 100 years ago, so that's not too surprising. Yeah. Um, but that newspapers.com subscription is coming back into use again because <laughs> I read like three articles on that thing. Um, so and then for one of them had to type over because the print was so bad that I was like I had to go like word by word. Mm-hmm. You can't read like that because I'm like, great, what was the word three words ago? So I'm like typing it all over. and So this guy, A. Kanowski, that's the only name we have for him. He lived in the house before the Sheev family and he was arrested for cattle stealing. So as the sheriff is bringing him like back into town to like 
arrest him or whatever, I guess he got the guy got tired mm-hmm. and asked the sheriff to like, can we stop and rest or whatever? So the sheriff is like, yeah, sure. Stop, kick your feet up, take a breath, whatever. I'm sure that's exactly how that conversation went. So <laughs> they, it's a direct quote. So for some reason, the sheriff let him like sit down and then walked away from him. Um, I would like to assume that he took some kind of precaution to like attach him to something immovable. <laughs> because the way the article reads, it sounds like the sheriff is like, yeah, sure, sit down and take a nap and then walked away and then came back and the guy was gone. Hmm. Like, yeah, of course he's gone. He fucking got up and walked away. He doesn't want to go to jail. <laughs> and cattle stealing, wasn't that like punishable by death back then? Mm, or that was stealing know. a horse. I don't know. Um, regardless, I'm sure he didn't want to like go to jail. So, um, but whatever the, whatever the case, the sheriff comes back, the guy is gone. He launches this huge manhunt for him. Can't find it anywhere. He's, um, he's assumed dead. So it's widely believed that he was murdered for some reason. I mean, if somebody, if he was stealing cattle and the owner was following them, mm-hmm. that's entirely possible. And he's like, now's my chance. I'm going to, you know, yeah. murder the shit out of you. <laughs> But regardless, this guy just, I mean, he's up and, like, was never heard from again. Hmm. And so in 1904, according to this article, when this guy, Mr. Wilson, moved in after the uh, after the she family lived there. So he started hearing noises that were unexplained. And this is why we don't, they don't know, it could be this Kanowski guy. Mm-hmm. It could be August Sheev. It could be... Joseph, what the fuck was his name? Shulkowski. And for that matter, it could even be Father Sheev. Father Sheev sounds like a priest. But Dad, <laughs> Daddy Sheev. It could even be him. You know what I mean? It could be all of them. Who knows? It could mm-hmm. be nobody. It could be squirrels. But, I mean, I feel like to make it to the newspaper in 1904, I mean, you know. So mm-hmm. this guy, Mr. Wilson, was living there. And he was hearing, oh, boy. Not just him. This is more than one person, but it doesn't name anybody else. But they were hearing strange sounds from the house, which they couldn't explain. Um, Not satisfactorily accounted for, the -hmm. article says. In the darkness of the night when the wind whistled through the tall firs, like they really like (laughs) set the setting. Like they really set the mood here. Mm -hmm. Um, But they would hear running water beneath the house. I'm assuming there was no plumbing in 1901 out in the middle of kind of nowhere yeah i mean they had like a town established but you know it's super tiny it's in the mountains it's 1901 i i'm not sure that that was like a common thing Mm. i don't think so i don't think so either um i don't know for a fact but i don't think so um so they would hear sounds of running water underneath the house and then other times there's uh, they said like gurgling sounds yeah. Something like that made by an animal with its throat cut. Oh. So that's awesome. That was a quote, by the way. Um, yeah. Uh, also, like, knocking and rapping. Not, like, freestyle rapping, but, like, you know, rapping. Mm-hmm. Um, and other unexplained noises had been heard. Also, August... Uh, which the article states was hanged in St. Helens one year ago last July for murder, um, is buried near the house. Hmm. 
I, I mean, to me, that reads as they buried him in the backyard. Yeah, family plot or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like a pet cemetery. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Not just like, well, we can't afford like a real cemetery, so we're just going to stick him in the backyard. Mm. Next to Fido. <laughs> I mean, that's where I want to be, right? Next to all my childhood pets. Sure. Or or not, because, well, it doesn't matter. I'll be dead, right? Yeah. That my is body true. will be there, but I won't be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be haunting somebody. That's for sure. I'll yeah. find somebody to torment. Um, so that's the sheep house. Uh, nothing current. Super duper old. But I thought that was interesting. The first reported haunting in 1904. This is by far the biggest that I have. There was, um, there's been ghost shows, there's been investigations, there's, you know, widely accessible information about this place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, what would you do for a Klondike bar and restaurant? <laughs> oh, that's where I got 1906 from. <laughs> I mixed up my years with all this, all this cross-referencing. So this building was, um, construction began in 1906. It opened in 1910 as the St. Helens Hotel. It was originally a boarding house for shipyard workers and loggers. Hmm. Um, And then in the 70s, it became a popular restaurant through the 90s and then closed down and then reopened in 2008 and then closed again due to lease conflicts and understaffing hmm. in August of 2019 so just this last year which is a shame because their food photos are still up on Yelp oh. and it looks fucking amazing <laughs> so that's a little disappointing cuz it would have been a great place to go so i'm i was supposed to have been in St. Helens <laughs> this is okay i'm getting ahead of myself um part of the reason i picked St. Helens was because that the the private investigation mm-hmm. was there that okay. I'm supposed to be going to on Monday that obviously I'm not now. So that's a little disappointing. Um, and that uh, that haunting will not be included in this episode because I am going to eventually be out there. I mean, ideally, we would eventually be out there, mm-hmm. but um, I want to save that for its own thing. But I was thinking like, oh, that sucks that it closed down because that would have been an awesome spot to go eat. <laughs> yeah. So there's not a lot for the history of this place. That was pretty much the history of this place. (laughs) Uh, And I mean, like, I like, you know, but that's like with this small town stuff, I feel like it's really hard to find things because they don't it's they don't have like a huge historical society. So it's not you know, it's not like the New York Historical Society where it's like you have a team of people like updating stuff and publishing stuff and researching and everything like there's probably for a town like this size there's probably like one or two people like one or two volunteers mm-hmm. like in charge of everything you know so there wasn't like a whole lot to find um but since the new owners opened it up in in um like 2008ish um Common accounts have been hearing whispers when no one's around, hearing their own names called when no one else is around. Um, They would have the radio on and the volume would go up and down by itself. Mm -hmm. So like it'd be on at a volume and then it would all of a sudden the volume would shoot up and then it would go back down or like, you know, go down and then come back or, you know, Mm -hmm. it fluctuate all on its own. 
One common apparition is of a young boy who's been seen at the top of the stairs to the second floor and also at the bar. Um, one account of this little kid is from a police officer, my, one of my favorites. Um, saw the boy standing at the top of the stairs. Mm-hmm. So he's, he approaches, you know, to be like, what are you doing up there? Because there's this little kid in this, like, bar restaurant by himself just standing at the top of the stairs. Um, so the cop starts going up the stairs and he gets to the point he gets high enough to the point where now he should be able to see the kids like legs and feet mm-hmm. and realizes that the kid has no f- legs and feet oh nice! and it's just a torso and arms and a head just kind of floating there and then it's like as soon as the cop realizes this the boy just disappears uh-huh. and he just like fades out yeah and then there's another account of the boy being seen at the bar one of the owners approached like he saw this kid sitting there and he approached, you know, he starts walking up to him and be like, what are you doing here all by yourself? And the kid mm-hmm. looked at him and says, dad, and then just disappears. Uh-huh. I just gave myself chills. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I found accounts that said Ghost Hunters was here at some point. Hmm. I shit you not, I tried every search variation of Ghost Hunters, Klondike, St. Helens, Columbia County, Oregon, like every combination, every like variation. Mm-hmm. And it's it's as if it never existed. Like it's just completely scrubbed from the internet. Can't <laughs> find any mention of it anywhere. Like anytime because you type in Ghost Hunters and it's like ghost sleuths investigate the Klondike bar. Like mm-hmm. But that's not – but what Ghost Hunters the show and, like, I, I did, like, Ghost Hunters TV show. Like, nothing. Hmm. Nothing. So that was frustrating because I did find accounts that said that they were there. But, like, there's no, like, what year, like, what episode, what season, nothing like that. So I could not yeah. find that anywhere. I mean, short of going to IMDb and going through episode by episode and you guys, I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so – I mean, if you know of it, let us know and I'll, you know, post it and credit you. But um, I – it's not that important, I don't feel like. I mean, it would have been nice to have more accounts, but I just could not find it anywhere. Um, But Paranormal State did come and I was – okay. Have you ever seen Paranormal State? Um, I think I, I used them as a reference once for one of my stories. I've never watched this show. Apparently it's on – so it's season five, episode seven. They were here in 2010. And so I'm looking. I'm like, all right, great. Where is it streaming? So it's an A&E show. So I'm like, perfect. I have A&E. I can log in with my cable subscription and, you know, in theory, watch it. Mm-hmm. So tell me how. I log in. I download the A&E app. I log in. And I go to season five, episode seven. Tell me how it goes season five, episode six. Season five, episode eight. What? Yeah, I had to pay 99 cents. Actually, after taxes with iTunes, it was like a dollar eight to download the episode that I'm never going to watch again. <laughs> like, is it because because in the description, it says like the town where Twilight was filmed. Like, is that why? Like, why? <laughs> why? I paid for you already. Why do I have to pay to? Oh, it's, that was really frustrating. Yeah. I was not happy. I was super annoyed. But um, and also it's only like a 22 minute episode. <laughs> it's not even like an hour. So it's only a dollar. I know that it's only a dollar. But oh, my God, it's a dollar. I shouldn't have had to pay. It, yeah, I paid for it already. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. 
I download, I paid my 99 cents plus tax and downloaded it and watched the 22 minutes. Like all these ghost shows, even Ghost Hunters does it. I know we like Ghost Hunters, yay. They do it too. Um, everything is, nothing is spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, their evidence might be. But as far as like, so the way they spun this episode is they're driving from somewhere else and they have all the cameras set up in the van and they're having a conversation and they're like, oh, wouldn't it be great to just turn down a random road and just stop in the next town and just find a haunted spot? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I know that's not what you did, but yeah. sure, because all of a sudden Lorraine Warren pops up out of nowhere. I'm like, you did not spontaneously fly Lorraine Warren <laughs> from Connecticut to Oregon in the space of three hours. So... You can't tell me that it wasn't planned. Um, it was a cute idea, though. It was a very mm-hmm. cute idea. Um, I don't buy it for a second, but um, that's okay. So they pull in. They're like, what's the next town? And then, oh, here's a town. Oh, St. Helens. Cool. I've never heard of that. Let's stop there. Oh, they filmed Twilight here. Cool. <laughs> so, and this was also 2010. So it's like at the height of that Twilight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I'm sure that had something to do with it, too. Regardless. So... <laughs> So they stopped in at, like, the Tourism Visitor Center. Visitor Center. I don't want to say Tourism Center. Um, But, like, the Visitor Center, they stop in and they're talking to the guy there. And they're like, oh, are there any haunted places around here? And the guy's like, oh, the whole town is haunted. But, you know, go check out the Klondike. They have a lot of stories. Uh, And then he's like, of course, I'm personal friends with one of the owners. I'm like, your town is population five. You're friends with everybody in the town. (laughs) Come on. And that's not me ripping on them. I am also from a town that's population five. Everybody knows everybody. I know how those towns are. So they go and they're, you know, talking to the owners and getting their accounts and everything. Um, So I already went over the whispers and, and the name calling and everything. There's one employee in particular who gets assigned um, to laundry. Mm-hmm. And they have the laundry in the basement. So she says every time she goes down to do the laundry, she's carrying a load, you know, like tablecloths and maybe not t- – I don't think they have tablecloths, like aprons and stuff. I'm sure napkins, you know, towels, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So every time she carries it down, there's a female voice that clearly – she's never seen anything. But there's a clear female voice that says, can I help you with that? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. How polite and helpful. Yeah. Like, oh, you just wanted to, aw, you're so sweet. And then Chef Dave, he, again, you know, emphasized the the name call, hearing his name called when he's Mm -hmm. there by himself. But he says, like, he hears his name in, like, a sing-songy voice. So I'm like, Dave. (laughs) Which I feel like is a whole hell of a lot creepier than Dave. Yeah. It almost sounds taunting, right? Like, Dave. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, bring that taunt over here, motherfucker. I'll break your jaw. Um, I'm kidding. It's a ghost. Your fist will go right through. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also uh, has experienced things falling over on their own, glasses breaking on their own, shadows out of the corner of his eye. Um, and he said that that's like everyone has reported that one. Like everybody sees like movement out of the corner of their eye and then you go and look and there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. So then they're doing their like initial little like walkthrough, and that's when Lorraine Warren shows up. And oh my god, oh bless her heart, she's and I don't mean that in a 
that's normally a negative thing. I don't mean that in a negative way. She, I wish I could have met her. She's mm-hmm. so cute. <laughs> she's just this teeny little thing, but she's so like spunky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just kind of want to just, I wish I really could have met her and just gave her a hug. She's like that kind of like, oh my God, you're adorable. Like, I want to hug you. You're sweet. So she pops up um, completely spontaneously, I'm sure. Um <laughs> wink wink no just kidding there was a little bit of a discrepancy with the floor so the building is weird because it's one of those like i think it's kind of built into like an incline Mm -hmm. so like the basement isn't entirely like you have to walk upstairs to get to the first floor okay so there was it's three floors above the basement but there was um they would, depending on the person, they would go back and forth over what was the second floor and what was the third floor because I think some people counted the basement as the thir- the first floor. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure actually which floor this, <laughs> if it was the second or the third. Um, at first they said the third, but then later somebody else said the second, um, and I think that's just it's not that it's a discrepancy over which floor it actually is. It's a discrepancy over how you're numbering the floors. Yeah. Uh, regardless upstairs, because most of the accounts were either in the basement or, uh, with the, with the laundry lady or in the dining room mm-hmm. or the floor of the di- like dining room slash kitchen, like that area. So they go upstairs and immediately Lorraine and so the host name is Ryan and they've worked together a few times, sounds like. Mm-hmm. So and Ryan said, you know, I have never seen her like do a reading, I guess I'm I'm paraphrasing, like do a reading like this. Like they went up to they went upstairs and she walked directly, like she knew where she was going. She walked directly to the spot and they had no accounts of that floor. They had no stories from that floor. They were just doing a walkthrough and they're like, yeah, we don't have anything like we don't have stories from up here and except for the little boy. But that's only at the top of the staircase. So she got up into that hallway. She went right directly to a spot and she's like, it's really heavy in here. My chest feels really heavy. There was some kind of altercation. There was some kind of fight. There was a fight. And like as she's like doing it and she's like right here, like this is like it was over a woman. It was two guys. One guy beat the other one to death. Like, he, like, hit him in the head. There was some kind of head injury. And then he crawled, like, the guy that died, like, crawled over to this spot. And, like, he died right here. Like, she was, like, so, like, and it was, like, she already knew. Mm -hmm. So then they go, and then ended up going back downstairs. Before that, though, they're, like, (laughs) she's, Ryan's, like, do you want to, do you want to move on or do you want to stay and con- concentrate like in this area? And she goes, no, I don't need to concentrate here no more. And she just walked mm-hmm. away. <laughs> like, oh, my God. She's just like, no, f- I'm done. I'm done. Fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so then they move on to um, the other floor, whichever, the second or the third, wherever. After the after Lorraine like felt that like that death, that fight, mm-hmm. they uh, they go to another floor and they're coming around a corner, and Ryan, the host, as he rounds the corner, he stops and he goes, what's that? And then everybody looks, and it's gone. And he goes, there were just like, and of course, you know, we don't see anything. Um, but he is like, there was just like um, 
these like wisps of something, these like white wisps. And then it just like disappeared. Like they were just right there. And he's like, point. They're like, where, where, where? And he's like pointing. And he's like, they were just right there. And then I looked just in time to see them kind of like swirl and like fade away. And then Laureen starts to go like walk down the, like she's saying something, I think. And they, she goes to like walk down the hallway. And then Ryan just starts freaking out. And he goes, is there something on my back? Is there a spider on my back? And they're like, what? No. And he's like, yeah, I feel something crawling on, like something's crawling on me. And so they're like, there's nothing there. They're like patting him down and stuff. And mm-hmm. they're like, there's nothing there. And he's like, no, I feel him. They're like, where do you feel? And he's like, it's everywhere. It's all, it's on my back. Now it's on this arm. Now it's on my other arm. And he's like freaking out and he like rips his jacket off and they're all like patting like his, um, you know, he's patting his arms down and they're all like patting down his back and stuff and like looking up under his shirt and there's nothing there. And he's mm-hmm. just like, and then I just stopped. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So back to the death, because that story, that story about the fight and the guy dying was like nowhere, like common, like it wasn't published anywhere. So Mm -hmm. and that also makes that to to me, that gives me more credibility because I'm like, if that didn't come up in any of my searches, I mean, how I mean, it depends on how thoroughly like the producers searched, I guess, because yeah. somebody could I mean, playing devil's advocate. Somebody could absolutely be feeding that information like, oh, by the way, this happened here. Play that up. But um, I like to give some of these people the benefit of the doubt, except for Ghost Adventures. Yeah. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Those guys get enough benefit from me. <laughs> um, I give them plenty of benefits regarding doubt and then so then after that then they went back downstairs where the owners were like you know hanging out waiting for them to do their walkthrough and they go over to them and Lorraine just charges right up to them and she goes are you the owner (laughs) are you the owners and they're like yeah so then they're talking to chef Dave she says like you know do you have you ever heard anything about somebody being um or no first she says like I don't know if you know this but somebody was murdered upstairs and he kind of stops and he goes, we had heard stories like we there's a story that there was a fight and somebody died, but we don't have any other information about it. Like, that's all we have. And she goes, yeah, it was over a woman. And, you know, they had a fight and the guy, this guy died and blah, like just. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Like he kind of confirmed like because she just can't like they didn't have this information beforehand and she just kind of came out of nowhere. And. That didn't come up for me in my research either. Not that I'm, you know, research is obviously not my, like, area of expertise. But Mm -hmm. um, I like to know I know how to do a little bit of research, and I didn't see that anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Ryan brings – well, I say Ryan brings in, but it was probably the producers, honestly. Um, Regardless, so – Ryan talks to this guy, Stefan, who does historical research. And he, I guess they had him do like, you know, can you check into this and see if you can find anything? Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, clearly this interview was cut short because there's, you know, you can tell when they cut like um, interviews, like when they're speaking and it like cuts close. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, it's not the whole thing. So he starts out by saying like, I was actually able to confirm a few deaths. He only talks about one, which was the death of Kilbert Wiley Quartz. <laughs> so it looks like Cortez without the E. So I could not find anything about this guy. And I even I was like, well, maybe he got the name wrong and it is Cortez. And I tried 
like Gilbert Cortez, Gilbert, you know, like I tried like so many variations. I couldn't find anything about this guy. But according to our good friend Stefan, he, this guy, Gilbert, um, back when it was still the hotel, was staying there and uh, apparently OD'd on chloroform. And then was found by the maid the next morning. But when she called the police, like, it, it, they didn't believe that story for some reason. Okay. So there was some kind of, like, discrepancy over the actual cause of death. Like, did somebody kill him with chloroform? Did he OD on his own? Um, was it a suicide? So kind of unsolved, but a confirmed death in the building. Mm-hmm. And so then when they went on to their investigation, this was kind of cool because... Pretty much all the stories, the all the accounts had happened during, like, the day-to-day work activities of the staff. Mm-hmm. So they put the team to work, like, working in the restaurant <laughs> for the night. And then once the restaurant closed, then they did, like, their regular investigation, like, with the building empty. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was a good – I'm like, that's a cool idea. That, yeah. like, they had somebody working in the kitchen. They had somebody – you know, doing the laundry downstairs. They had someone serving tables. So that was cool. I thought mm-hmm. that was a good idea. Katrina, she was the one assigned down to the laundry duties in the basement. So the first time she goes down the stairs, uh, she thought the cook, I don't know why she specifically thought the cook, but she thought he was following her hmm. because she felt like a presence behind her and she heard footsteps. So when she gets down to the bottom of the stairs, she turns around and no one was there. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so... She goes about her business. She does. She puts the load in. And she finishes up, and she turns around to walk back towards the stairs. So when you come down the stairs, get to the bottom of the stairs. To the right is a wall with a door. Directly ahead is like a storage area that's kind of um, closed off a little bit. Like you can get into it. Like you just walk straight into it, but it's like closed off from the rest of the basement. Mm-hmm. And then you turn to the left to go over to like where the laundry is mm-hmm. in the rest of the basement. So as she's walking back to the stairs to come back upstairs she hears a man sneeze she said it was like a combo like cough sneeze like one of those like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that sounded like a a vomit but (laughs) one of those you know like combo cough sneezes um and she said it was really loud and it was definitely from that storage area Hmm. and then of course she goes and looks and there's because she thought somebody was down there because that's how real it was and of course she goes and looks peeks in and no one was there. <laughs> um my only thought on that one is if somebody had been like passing by the top of the stairs and sneezed, mm. I don't know how the acoustics are if it like echoed down yeah. and used the storage room as like a bounce. Mm-hmm. So that the sound would bounce off the back of the storage room and sound like it came from in there. I don't okay. know sound science. So <laughs> I mean, it sounds legit to me, but... It's possible. I also made it up, so it would make sense to me. So as far as their actual investigation, they didn't get a whole ton, um, but they got a lot of, like, little sounds. They heard uh, whisper... Like, it's all, like, um, personal experiences. Like, nothing got picked up by audio or cameras. But they heard, um, when they were in the basement, they heard movement upstairs in the dining room right above them. But nobody was there at that time. Because they had everybody was assigned to their spots, and then the two tech guys were in a room, like off away, like where they were. There shouldn't have been movement up there. <clears throat> and then they all heard at one point or another, like whispers, 
like somebody whispering, mm-hmm. but it wasn't picked up on audio. And the whispers were not, um, I want to say they were inaudible, but you could hear them, but you couldn't make out what they were saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the word for that is. but Indistinct? Indecipherable. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Aha. There we go. We got them. According to onlyinyourstate.com, uh, Lorraine is not the only one to have picked up on a fetal fight in that upstairs hallway. According to that website, um, just about any sensitive who's been there because they've had – they it's, it's closed now, so I don't know. But it seems like one of those places that when it was open, they would just – you know, you just call and like, hey, can I come investigate? And they like, you know, probably pay them something and they let you come in and investigate. Mm-hmm. Um, so – Apparently, just about every sensitive who has ever been there has recounted some kind of similar story in that same hallway hmm. of some kind of violent altercation that ended in a death, which I find interesting. There was a YouTube video of somebody who did an investigation. This guy went by himself and he was – I'm not going to – I'm not going to um, broadcast the video or the the account because – it was awful. Mm. And I mean, bless him. He was so excited. And I don't want to rain on his per- – like I don't want to shit all over him. Mm-hmm. But he was so excited about all the orbs he got there. There's so many orbs. Oh. Orbs everywhere. First of all, the the top two floors are not finished. Like they're in disrepair. Like the mm-hmm. walls are falling apart. You know, there's yeah. no, not really furniture anywhere. There, it's not used. So it's dusty as fuck, I guarantee. And there were bugs everywhere. And there were maybe a couple of possible orbs that mm-hmm. I could believe, like, okay, that might be an orb because it's kind of moving weird. Um, it kind of fades in a weird spot, but it also could be a lightning bug. Yeah. Um <laughs> But there was, I mean, like, when I say, like, they were clearly bugs, you guys, at one point, there is what is clearly a spider. Like, you can see the legs mm. descending on its web in front of the camera. Ooh. I knew you were going to make that noise when I, when I, as I was typing this, I was like, she's going to shudder <laughs> and cringe and, yeah. But, I mean, it was so clear, and it's, like, in the light, so mm-hmm. the light's reflecting off of it, but you can still clearly – it's a fucking spider. Yeah. And he's, like, brought, he's like so excited that he got this amazing orb. And I'm like, D- are, what? Are, <laughs> do you, I don't – you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. It <laughs> was so clearly a spider on, like, dis, like on its little string, like, coming down. Mm-hmm. And you could see its legs moving. Like, it doesn't even, it's not even a circle. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I don't, I don't mean to laugh at him in, in a malicious way, but I am kind of laughing at him because I, I don't, you know, best intentions. I don't think you know what you're doing, son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, um, yeah. A for effort, every experience is experience, I guess, but that just yeah but that's an example of one of those like you know uh, uh, good try <laughs> so that's the klondike that's the klondike bar and restaurant i did that wrong <laughs> <laughs> um and i'm going to be really disappointed although 
I feel I was going to say I'm going to be really disappointed if they never use that as an advertising. But I they I mean copyright they probably can't, and I probably owe Klondike money now. But <laughs> I mean, or did they just get free advertising? Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so from there we go to the Columbia Theater. Ghostsofamerica.com. That's a fun website. Anybody can log in and put in their accounts of ghost stories. So that website actually had a couple of accounts of private residences. Just as a rule, I didn't put anything for private residences in in, in any of these accounts. Although... I feel like they do speak to um, the whole town being haunted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the fact that like like these these are the like the famous places, like the landmark places. And if the restaurant was still open, you could go there. The, well, I mean, I did do the, the Sheave House, but that's the only one. And I'm not sure that's even still there. The Columbia Theater. So it's a movie theater. Uh I don't really have history for it, except that it opened for business in 1928. Um, and longtime owner, as in like he's owned it since the 60s, Jim, so oh God, bear with me. Because <laughs> I can say it in my head, but getting my mouth to say it is a whole other issue. <laughs> Svoboda, it's S-V. <laughs> oh, Boda. I don't know how to say that, and don't at me. Um, but Jim Sabota, he passed away in 2014 at the age of 81. Mm, wow. Um, that might possibly come into play. <laughs> so Ariel and her boyfriend, uh, they were in the theater to watch a movie, she said, because what else do you do in a movie theater? <laughs> I mean, I come up with a few things, I guess, but there were other people in the theater with them, but nobody was seated anywhere. Like nobody was seated like near each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get the impression that it was a mostly empty theater with like maybe a few couples here and there. She felt out of nowhere, a very cold breeze go by her and like nobody was moving around. They're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, air conditioning, Maybe. Right after that, their seats started rocking back and forth. Oh. On their own. Nobody was like in their row. Nobody was like really near them. Mm-hmm. Because you know those old they have those old seats where like I've definitely been like on one end of a row and somebody else is on the other end of the row and they're shaking their leg and it's mm. shaking the whole row. And oh. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I wanna murder you right now. Like fucking stop moving. Like, the, all the seats are connected. Mm-hmm. So, in those old ones, like, the new ones with the reclining seats and stuff, like, those are magic. I love those. A former employee has seen the apparition of an old man in the theater sitting in the seats and rocking back and forth. <laughs> Interesting. So, nobody nobody put this forward. This is my own speculation. But, I mean, Jim, is that you? Mm, yeah. You know, if he owned that theater for so long... I mean, you have to think that there's definitely an emotional attachment there and it's a historic theater and there's definitely an emotional attachment to it by the the town, like the rest of the town. Mm-hmm. So you got to think like, I know if I owned a business like that and like, it's got that even from the outside, it's got that like vintage look. Mm-hmm. It's got like the old school marquee and like, and it's really pretty. I mean, I would have an attachment, you know, if I owned that place and ran it for 50 years. And then there's a report from a woman and her husband. So they were hired as overnight cleaners 
And from the start, they both were very, I guess there's a balcony there, which is fucking awesome. From the start, they were both very uncomfortable up in that balcony. Um, She said they both felt a negative male presence. She got the impression, I'm guessing she's some level of sensitive. She got the impression that it was a tall, thin male. I don't know what Jim looked like, so I don't know if that's him or not. Although I don't feel like he would be a negative presence. So she said it felt like he didn't want anyone there and the presence felt evil. Like it just felt like evil. Um, Contrary to that, she also experienced the spirit of a playful little boy who hangs out down by the front left side exit. I want to know how playful that boy is though, because if you're interrupting my movie, I'm going to be very upset. (laughs) And our mostly last stop (laughs) is I got three more places of note, but there's not really much to go on to go with them. Like there's not really accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so our last like real stop is the Masonic Cemetery. Anonymous reports that she visits. I assume it's a she, but Anonymous visits the Masonic Cemetery somewhat regularly. Uh, on several occasions, has seen an indigenous man standing in a wooded area, looking like looking like he's looking. Okay, um, <laughs> but he seems to be looking over like the the cemetery like mm-hmm. he's like keeping watch over like the headstones or whatever um and when she's seen him she'll watch and like as he begins to like look up in her direction he just disappears hmm. um so that's happened to her a couple of times she says she visited the last time she visited the entire household came which sounds like a big household with their dog <laughs> everyone in the group saw the man and the dog started going nuts And then started crying. So then they started, yeah. So then they started to leave and they're heading back to the car. They look back um, to look at the man again and he's gone. Don't make animals cry. I know. Poor puppy. Um, Other places of note, um, the waterfront, that's where the fires um, burned and took down the the wharf. Mm -hmm. I didn't see any accounts of deaths associated with that. And... It's alleged to be haunted, but I couldn't find any specific accounting of that. Like, there were no story, like personal stories or anything. Mm-hmm. They just say, like, oh, yeah, it's haunted. Like, one of those <laughs> things. Kind of the same with the other two places. Um, the courthouse, um, where the only man to be hanged in the county's history was um, hanged. Um, that area where the gallows used to be is alleged to be haunted. Um, and absolutely makes sense. But, again, I couldn't find any actual accounts of that and also the two c's vendor mall um the only thing i could find about that is that the building is old and was originally called the pythion pythion hmm. pythion 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 that sounds right it's py Pythi- i don't know and it there used to be a jc penny there and now it's just <laughs> like a, a little kind of like strip mall i guess vendor mall um that's also alleged to be haunted and that one was sent to me by somebody but i couldn't find any accounts oh like i literally could only find like the one blurb about like the original building's name and that there used to be a jc penny there (laughs) um and their website which you know obviously they're closed indefinitely right now Mm -hmm. so there wasn't you know most of the there wasn't really a lot of information. so, um, But those places are all alleged to be haunted. The vendor mall, I don't know why. 
I couldn't find any. Like the waterfront, the courthouse makes sense, or the courthouse area. Mm-hmm. Um, they make sense because of their history. The vendor mall, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also wondering, and I full disclosure, I didn't do research into this, but you have Mount St. Helens right across the river, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. if that composition, like mineral composition yeah. in the soil, mm-hmm. has anything to do with like the whole town being haunted. Yeah. Um, there were there were a fair amount, I would say, of um, personal accounts for resi- residential hauntings. Mm-hmm. But they were all like, yeah, this one time, like not all of them, but like there were <laughs> a couple of them were like, yeah, this one time I was staying at my friend's house and we saw this and this happened. And then, you know, somebody else would be like, oh, there's this ghost that hangs out on my house. And there's, you know, like they're all kind of like singular accounts. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this happens in my house. You know what I mean? But there wasn't anything like – there wasn't like real meat to any of it. Yeah. Which it's like I I, I do prefer to have some kind of like historical reasoning, Yeah, which isn't always the case, I know. But if I can find that, I'd prefer that. Um, and obviously does not include the the private residence slash Airbnb um, that we were supposed to be going to on Monday, which makes me so sad. Mm-hmm. But uh, once everything clears up and we're allowed to travel freely about the country again um, or about the world, it would be even better. Um, mm-hmm. That'll be first order of business. So especially since a lot of the – Airbnb customers tend to be the ones reporting experiences. So So that's St. Helens. Super bummed that the Klondike is closed, though. Would have loved to have gone there. Hopefully somebody will buy it and set it back up. Yeah, that would be good. You know, restore it back as a restaurant again. Um, I'm thinking about the, oh, my God, there was one picture. The one posted on Yelp in her review with her. Oh, my God, my stomach's going to growl thinking about it. (laughs) It looked like the most amazing fucking cheeseburger. <laughs> like, Chef Dave, oh, my God, come make me a burger, please. <laughs> she had – it was like um, – it almost kind of looked like a pretzel bun, but it might have been sourdough. I don't know. Um, I don't know bun science. Um, <laughs> bun science. But, okay, so she had like a photo series yeah, – bun science. She had like a photo series of this burger. So first it's on the plate. Mm-hmm. And it looks amazing and it's got like cheese kind of oozing out of it. And it's, you know, this thick patty and this like buttery bun, which, you know, I can't have most of that stuff anyway, but still I can dream. And then there's another photo of, I'm guessing she had just taken a bite and was setting it down um, because it's a fo- she's holding it in her hands mm-hmm. and it's kind of like upside down and her face is not in it, but there's this huge string of cheese oh. that's stretched. <laughs> like the the burger is almost back on the plate, and you can see like it stretches up out of the frame mm-hmm. of the cheese. You know, that's my favorite kind of cheese that I can't have anymore. <laughs> that just stretches like that, and I'm just like, oh my god, it looks so good. <laughs> so that's a bummer. That I missed out on that. And I was just, when was I there? I was there last year. We didn't we didn't go eat there. I don't know why. But they do. And then the town do, does have like a guide. And you can find it online. It's like a map, like a like a hotspot map. And it mm-hmm. it has three categories. It has 
a Twilight category. <laughs> it has a Halloween Town category. <laughs> and it has a, a Haunting slash Dark History category. And unfortunately, the Haunting slash Dark History category is only three spots. Aww. One of which is only Dark History. Um, which is where the hang- where the the man was hanged. Mm, the man, yeah. August, was hanged. That's the dark history. And then one of the haunting spots, the two haunting spots are the Klondike and then the waterfront. Hmm. But then the description of the waterfront, and this is why I was like, it's alleged to be haunted, but there's no, it gives like the history and like why it's haunted, like the fires and everything. Mm-hmm. But no actual like, no ghost stories, <laughs> no sightings, no experiences, just, oh yeah, there were fires here. And then on the map, because it's one of those, like, cartoony kind of maps. Mm-hmm. So on the map, it shows, like, a pirate ship and then a bunch of little ghosts and then <laughs> flames. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but there's no, but there's no, yeah, there's no stories to go with it. It just says, like, oh, the fire's here and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and another fun story. So apparently... This is from the the St. Helens historian or the Columbia the Columbia County historian, Mr. Knighton, who was called captain. So that leads me to believe he wasn't actually a captain, but he's the guy that settled the town mm-hmm. or accredited with settling the town. There's speculation that somebody was there before him, mm-hmm. but only for like a year and didn't do anything. So they don't give him real credit for settling the town. They give this <laughs> Knighton guy credit because he came in and actually like did shit. Um, like set stuff up and everything. So he piloted the Sylvie DeGrasse, DeGrasse, DeGrassi, not to be confused with Neil DeGrasse Tyson, um, <laughs> but it's spelled the same way. But the Sylvie DeGrasse, I'm going to say Sylvie DeGrassi because it rhymes, um, <laughs> piloted that ship down the river and ran her on the rock on which she remained spitted for so many years and from which the storms of last winter only finally loosened her hull. I don't know when this was written. But <laughs> <laughs> and he eventually died of typhoid in 1864. So basically what happened was the ship was overweighted. And it went off on a trip to San Francisco, um, headed down the river. But they anchored by a, like over by Astoria, um, which is on the coast, um, mm-hmm. to await Captain. What the fuck was his name? Knighton, Mister Knighton, <laughs> uh, who was going to pilot the ship apparently <laughs> oh this is from the daily historian.com by the way um so so the ship was overweighted uh they anchored in the wrong spot and the ship drifted and got stuck on like a rock ledge if the ship hadn't been overweighted they could have had it refloat and drift back off mm-hmm. but it was too heavy so it just stayed <laughs> um i don't know there's nothing that has the year that the storm swept it away. But this was in, uh, this was November 1849. <laughs> so in 1849, it gets stuck. As of 1869, it was still visible mm-hmm. and still stuck on the same ledge. But starting to be like nature was starting to overtake it. You know, some of it's kind of falling apart. In 1895... You could only see the remnants of it at low tide. 
So I don't have an exact year for it, but yeah, it was still, the remnants were still visible at low tide as of 1890, what did I say, 96? Um, According to the Columbia historian, just this last winter, um, it was still there and then a big storm blew it away. I don't know when just this last winter was because the Colombian, the Columbia County historian does not date their articles. Hmm. (laughs) So um, there are other articles about it in 2018, 2017 and 2019, but none of them mention whether the ship is still there or not. They just talk about kind of um, the history of it and like the artifacts but I feel like I remember hearing something about that in the news, like, hmm. a couple years ago. Like, a shipwreck that had been somewhere forever, and then now the storm, like, blew it away. Um, oh, fun fact also, things to keep you occupied. There is a YouTube channel that is uh, streaming for free Broadway musicals every Friday afternoon at 2 cool. Eastern time. Yeah, Um a couple of us got on the group chat and watched Phantom last week, and I've had Masquerade stuck in my head since then. <laughs> and that's not even my favorite Phantom song, and I literally only know, like, Masquerade, Masquerade. That's the only part I know. And um, <laughs> it's a fun scene. Not my favorite Phantom song by far, and yet that's the one that's stuck in my head all week. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, obviously by the time anybody hears this, today's will be have already aired but you can watch it i think for like two or three days after it airs airs on youtube Does stuff air on youtube streams after it streams but it's free and it's broadway shows so you know the phantom one was fun because it was the 25th anniversary performance mm-hmm. and then they did a thing after like they did the encore and everything and then uh they had andrew lloyd weber was there and came cool. out and they all like, you know, they all clapped for him and he did a whole like speech thing. And then they had, um, I think it was the original Christine and uh, like all the phantoms, like four, mm-hmm. four or five different phantoms. And they all um, like took turns. Like it was really cool. Like she's singing and then like they, they all sang fa- the phantom of the dun, 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 It sounds right <laughs> in my head. Um but they had like so the phantoms like took turns singing lines and then they would all mm-hmm. come in together. It was really cool. It was so cool. So I don't know if they're all like that. I know the that's only the, today will be the fourth one that they're doing. I missed the first two, but it was um, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat and Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm. And I forget what the one today is, but and I don't know what next week's is. They'll announce it. I think Monday or Tuesday they announce which one they're doing. But it's all Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, but it's fun. It's on YouTube and it's free. And oh the. YouTube channel is the shows must go on. <laughs> so if you're going to look for it, look for that. We do have a YouTube channel, but there's nothing on it because we don't do videos. So. <laughs> Can't plug that. Um, we can plug our social media, though. Facebook, My Favorite Haunting. We have a Facebook group, My Favorite Haunting Group, the home of the Paranormies. Twitter and Instagram at My Fave Haunting. Our DMs are always open, um, as is our email inbox, myfavoritehaunting at gmail.com. That's all for 50. That was 50 fucking episodes, man. (laughs) 
That's crazy. Thank you for potting with us today and for the last 50 episodes, the last 49 episodes. That's not even counting our bonus episodes. <laughs> so really we have 52. That's if you listen to one a week, that's a whole year. Wow. So with this extra long hiatus, I guess you guys could just start reliving the good old days when we didn't know what sound was. <laughs> Should I say thanks for potting with us again? If you want. <laughs> I mean, I kind of did already. I can just do the fade out. I can just let it go and then just start fade fading away. out now. <laughs> but see, but you, to me, you sing that to the tune of turn around. Exactly. Every now and then I get a little bit da 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 I don't know the exactly. lines of this song because <laughs> Oh god. I mean I guess that's a good place to cut, right? You're you're still here. The, sh the show's over. Go home. <laughs> I'm kidding, you guys. That was that was from Ferris Bueller, in case you didn't know. And um, if you didn't know that, you should go and um, immediately watch that um, perfect piece of cinematic perfection. Yeah. Hey, guys. It's Ames. Uh, it's very late. I am putting the finishing touches on episode 50 and I just wanted to pop in and express my admiration for all of you sitting through that behemoth of a shit show that you just listened to, including our scratchy, hoarse, croaky, froggy voices. I don't know what's happening. You guys, we're not even near each other and we're both like all fucked up, but that's life. So as a little bit of a thank you and a little bit of a, uh, just a little thing to acknowledge, 50 fucking episodes, here are some outtakes from this week's show. Uh, it's mostly me just being an asshole, but enjoy. That's insane. We've done 50 episodes. Yes, we have. That's fucking nuts. Do you know how fucking nuts that is? Halfway to 100. That's like pistachio nuts. <laughs> I like pistachio nuts. Um, I like macadamia. <laughs> They're fucking expensive, though. Yeah, all the nuts. They're are. really good, though. Um, my yeah, but macadamias are like ridiculously expensive. I know. It's um, like they think they're gold or something. My, I mean, they taste like gold when. When I came of age, I guess, like, when I became, like, an adult, and by adult, I mean, like, 25, <laughs> I guess my dad felt it appropriate to start telling me dirty jokes. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, oh, you're kind of a grown-up now. I guess we can, you know, God forbid I tell a dirty joke, but, like, I just say the word penis and, you know, they both freak out, but... <laughs> And I mean, like, not, like, in a dirty way, like, just talk, like, having, like, a frank conversation mm -hmm. and, like, you know, just saying the word penis. Like, well, what else do you want me to say? You don't want me to say dick or cock. So, I mean, it's called a penis. Like, it's a thing. It's just a yeah. fact. <laughs> so, um, 
But he, I guess, around like, you know, mid 20s felt I was adult enough to take on his adult, dirty humor. And I don't even remember the joke, but it was something to do with macadamias. And the moral of it was they're called dick nuts because they look like dicks. I don't, I mean, every macadamia nut I have ever seen has been like a ball. Yeah. So, I mean, testy nut. (laughs) But I don't, I'm just like, I was so, I was horrified for two equal reasons. (laughs) One, my dad was telling me this. And two, macadamia nuts do not look like dicks. I mean, I don't know what they look like from their, like, plant form. Yeah. But... When I, whenever I've eaten them, they've always been like little balls, unless they're broken, and then they're like half balls. So <laughs> I I don't know what that was about, but <laughs> how did we get on this subject? Oh, because fifty fucking episodes is insane. Um, <laughs> and eighteen ninety eight. Yeah, eighteen ninety eight. It was the largest town in Alaska. Do you know what eighteen ninety eight reminds me of? No. Well, I was born up north of Greetsleep, 1898. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. I'm obviously going to cut that out, but <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right town. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I may I have just, been is it the right to... line? <laughs> you have been listening? <laughs> I've been listening to those songs recently. So, yeah, that's. I think that's what it is. I've been wanting to do a Due South watch, but my DVDs are upstate. (laughs) (laughs) So. Oh, I was going to say, I just recently rewatched them where, because I got them out of the library. (laughs) They had them. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Did you, did you recognize Mark Ruffalo? Yes, I did. I was going to text you when I saw him. Without a shirt on? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I fucking love that. That's hilarious. Because of that, for the longest time, I thought he was Canadian. He's nice from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> like the Hulk kidnapping his own baby and then throwing him away. And I've only seen that movie like once. What? It's a classic. I know, but like that that particular one, I think I've only seen like once. You need to refresh my friend. Do you want my Disney Plus login? <laughs> <laughs> They're all on there. Including the fourth one. I don't know. The kids are trying to get get us to get Disney Plus. Just take my login. For what? For Disney Plus. Oh, you have Disney Plus? That's what I just said. Do you want my Disney Plus login? <laughs> I'll text you. I didn't hear what you said, what the, the thing you said. I heard login oh. and I didn't hear anything else. <laughs> Do you want my Disney Plus login? No, the kids are trying to get us to get Disney Plus, actually. <laughs> um, all, well, no, not all the Marvel movies. There's four Marvel movies missing. They took Infinity War off, which makes no sense. But obviously the Spider-Mans are not on there because they're owned by Sony. And um, the Incredible Hulk is not on there. Because that's not a a Disney one either. 
Mm. Um, but then, but Infinity War is Disney, and it was on there, and they took it down. Which, hmm. if you're gonna have Endgame up, I feel like how can you have Endgame up but not Infinity War? Yeah, because they're make both sense. super long. I guess I don't know. It makes no sense. But they have like all the. Do you remember the? No, I don't know if you watched. I did. I remember it was like I put it on and I was like, oh my god, I feel like I'm six again. Um, actually, I think I was a little older than that, but the original, the X Men, the animated X Men, like the cartoon series. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. animated means. <laughs> I mean, I, I meant like I meant the series, not a movie. Is what I meant. Yes, yes, the series. <laughs> yes, I remember. Um, I've been watching that like off and on, and I'm into I think like season three now. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> Gambit! Oh, I forgot how much I love Gambit. <laughs> ah, Shelly. <laughs> it's the accent. It's just the accent. That's all. All of the accents. French boys. Well, Cajun, I guess. He's from New Orleans. Anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway, moving on. Okay, back to... What were we talking about? Gagway. Toy Story. That's what... Did that? Yep. (laughs) Skagway. The Skelly The Prospector. The Prospector. What was the horse's name? I don't remember. Bullseye. Bullseye. Okay, sorry. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Wait, who felt this? Um, a town leader. It does. A town specify. leader. Yeah, oh, like they wrote in to like. Oh no, a uh, leader like um Oh, leader with an L. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Runs the town. Well, but was the town leader a dude? It could have been that woman, the hostile one. Yeah. Oh, you assume the leader was a man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. We're going to get through this. We're going <laughs> to we're going to make it together. Okay. Um, a brothel for minors? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, and now we have our title, A Brothel for Minors. <laughs> Probably not, actually. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, reports include seeing her walking the rooms and hallways and, of course, gold, cold spots. Oh, my gosh. Try that again. I almost said gold spots. Uh, I mean, that's what they're there for, right? (laughs) The gold? Yeah. Hey, an aside, have you ever used henna hair dye? No, I have not. I ordered a brick of it from Lush, and I'm going to give it a go this weekend. I've never used it before, so I'm a little nervous. But everybody who I've talked to who has used it has, swears by it, so. And what colors does it come in? Very many colors? No. Um, like, natural colors. Um, so Lush only has, they have, like, a brown, a red, a black, and, like, a brownish red. Mm-hmm. So I got the brownish red. Okay. So I don't know, like, depending on how you, you have to make it, so, like, oh. you have to, like, mix it and stuff. Yeah, because it comes in, like, a brick, and you break it off. So, 
I think I can get away with using half of it. And then depending on how you mix it, like how much water you put in and then how you let it process, like if you use, like if you cover your head in plastic or not, mm-hmm. like it depends on how the color comes out. Okay. So I'm a little bit nervous because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it's hair, right? It'll grow out eventually. Yeah. Well, and it's henna, so it's not, um, it shouldn't wreck my hair. And I think it fades gradually. Mm, so yeah, if probably. it sucks, I can just wait it out and like, you know, I'm not going out in public right now anyway. So <laughs> it's not like I am have like a an overwhelming amount of like acting jobs that my hair has to look like my headshot. So yeah. like now's the time to experiment with it. Because um, <laughs> I'm looking for like I would need a change. Like, yeah. you know, it's that whole like I can't control anything, but I can control my hair. Yeah. So rather than, you know go absolutely nuts and totally fry it by bleaching it again because I really wanted to do something like a bright purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, my hair is so fragile. I don't want to – and it's been getting more fragile as I get older, so I don't want to like mm. – I feel like at this point if I bleach it again, it's all just going to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it won't fall out, but it'll all break and fall off. So yeah, trying not to do that. But, yeah, that's going to be my weekend activity, so I don't know. Um, Jen had used it before. Not the Lush one, though. She said she used a different company's henna a while back, and it was a more involved preparation process. Mm -hmm. Like, she had to add, like, lemon juice to it, and then it had to, like, sit overnight. And and this has me nervous because I have to – I need a heat-proof bowl, which (laughs) – fingers crossed I don't break my bowl um, because I don't really have a whole lot of stuff here so I have to mix it in a heat proof bowl or heat safe bowl with hot water Mm -hmm. and then put it in a soft pan with simmering water and keep it simmering to keep it like melted oh okay as I apply it so I'm like well so do I have to leave it on the stovetop I don't have any mirrors in the kitchen (laughs) and the bathroom's clear across the apartment so How am I, like, the kitchen's at one end and the bathroom's at the other. So how am I going to, like, both the bathrooms are at the other end. They're, like, they they share a wall. So they're both down the hallway. Mm. Do you have a heating pad? No, I'm not here. I was going to say you could put your heating pad on high and hopefully that'll help be enough heat. Yeah, would that be enough to heat? Yeah, I don't know. It's got us, the bowl has to sit in simmering water. And then Jen goes, can you put it in boiling water for a few minutes and then maybe it'll be hot enough to stay that hot? And like, I don't think it works like that. It's got to be like a a constant. It's not like it saves up the heat. Yeah. <laughs> energy, the whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like it stores it. It has to like if you do it too hot, you're going to ruin it and you can't apply it if it's too hot because it's going on your head. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to put boiling liquid on my head. So, um, I don't know. Angie you, wants me to live stream it. <laughs> do, you, do you have a, a wax melter down at this place? No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think of things that would have, like, heat but not too hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't. Um, and I don't think it's – I think it's a – it's not – I think it has a higher melting point than a wax. Mm. 
Okay. It feels it feels stiffer. Yeah. So that'll be my. Uh, I can't wait to see how stained I stain myself. <laughs> It'll be like senior year all over again. I'm going to come out with a red face. <laughs> anyway, that's my impending adventure. I don't know if I'm going to live stream it. I'm tempted to, but I know I'm going to fuck it up and I don't want to hear people's bullshit. So yeah, I might just FaceTime her and fuck it up in private. <laughs> it could be fun though <laughs> how's your quarantine going here's me trying to dye my hair <laughs> and then i have to sit with it for like two to three hours because that she's like live stream it and i was like i have it has to sit for two or three hours and she goes oh well live stream it and then while you sit we can watch a movie together <laughs> i was like okay combo live stream Live stream combo of dyeing my hair and MST3K-ing killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> I mean, that could be fun. Which account do I do it from is the question. <laughs> I'll do it from the podcast account. You guys, we're live. No, it's just Ames and she's being an idiot. Cool. <laughs> I mean, what's the point of all this if not to entertain people? Yeah. Um, I probably won't do it from the podcast account. Don't worry. <laughs> That's professional use only as I post cats. <laughs> hey, they're comment part of the podcast. The podcasts. They are. And comment on um, other. Sometimes I forget, which or I don't realize. I leave it on the, because uh, on Instagram, you just, you because you don't use Instagram, but you just, um. It's easy to switch between accounts. It's just like two taps. Mm -hmm. So I just, I have them both logged in, mine and the podcast, and I just switch between them. And sometimes I forget that I'm logged in as the podcast, and some of the accounts I follow are the same ones on both accounts. Oh. And I'll comment as the podcast and realize, like, too late. Like, shit, hit me to do it. So I think I comment, Sebastian Stan, he's so fucking adorable. He read, he did a... I don't know if it was a live or he just posted a video, but he read, um, is it to the moon and back or I love you to the moon and back or something, something like that. It's one of those kids books, those bedtime stories. Yeah. It was so cute. And, um, he, uh, <laughs> he's reading it and then it's like one of the lines is like, until we see each other again. And then he like kind of, as he's turning the page, he's like a year from now. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I think I commented as the podcast by accident. And I was like, LOL, a year from now, you're not wrong. <laughs> and then I realized it was the podcast account. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, that's <laughs> oh, okay. well, whatever. But uh, if if anybody wants to, like, spend a couple of minutes just it, – it was so cute. He's adorable. He's so cute. Oh, I don't want to pinch his cheeks. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. He has a really adorable smile. He's cute. Okay. Moving on. Yeah, a big winter storm came and blew it off after it's been sitting there for, I mean, definitely over 150 years, which is kind <laughs> of incredible. Yeah. So, especially it's, you know, it's not like... 
um, I don't think well, I don't think it was a steamship. I'm like it was wood. It yeah. was like a a big sailing, you know, like a pirate ship. <laughs> Arr, matey. Um, <laughs> scallywag. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. We've come full circle. <laughs>